hello, and welcome to the Ramjack 9-11 pageant, a cliché jingoistic scream from planet Earth's greatest nation, wrapped in fetishistic nationalism as baby Jesus always intended it. Hello everyone, I'm Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is my good friend and your good friend, Brad. Hello. Hello, citizens. Hello. You sound a little somber, Brad. What's going on? Um, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm cool. Are you cool? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm appropriately temperatured. Okay. All right. Great. I'm excited. Okay. What's going on? <laughs> what do you mean, what's going on, Alex? It's a little suspicious the way you're saying all this. <laughs> I'm just curious... I won't say this. Hmm? I have a lukewarm Diet Dr. Pepper in my hand. Oh. Well, <laughs> loaded, uh, them into, loaded them into my mini fridge today. Hours ago, came down, mini fridge, pretty warm, thinking, what? I think either Vera or Joey accidentally reset the uh, temperature so it was like set to one as opposed to three or four, which would get it chill. Oh. So I could be colder, but I am not. Oh. Just the way you introduced the temperature made me think that maybe you had something to do with that in some weird way. I don't know. Uh, Alex, I cannot affect the temperature. What are we What are we getting into on this show, Alex? What are we ready for? What's going to happen? Guys, this is a cash up. Oh, is it, Alex? Is it a casual episode? I think so. Why? What do you ask? I'm just curious, Alex. Have you forgotten? Oh! Oh! Alex forgot about 9-11, guys. He <laughs> forgot about 9-11. Here we are. Here we are. Alex straight up forgot. Brad laid context clues mm. to me before we started the show. Mm. How could I have? I, my mind was in. I even gave you a fake title. Guys, I said a fake title that's not even the title of the episode because you heard the real title. But I threw Alex off the game. Well, I got oh. Panther Times over here too. Oh, Guys, they're very upset. Juggling context, you get a little lost, and I forgot. Alex forgot about 9-11 guys he forgot about it doesn't even care he said terrorist no big deal you know who didn't forget about 9-11 hmm. little joey oh recently him and i watched aquaman uh-huh we had what we call a camp out which is where we, he puts a sleeping bag on the floor of the living room and i put mine on the couch and then we watch a movie and then we just sleep in the living room like we're camping out um we were watching like, Pop Popcorn, we were sitting, we were watching Aquaman. He wasn't too sure about it, but once submarines were in the picture, he was into it, because he loves battleships and submarines. So, ten seconds in. Ten seconds in, okay. he's game. All right, what's this lighthouse stuff? Is that a mermaid robot? Huh. Oh, a submarine? What is this? Aquaman? Who's that? Do you remember when they captured the crew of the submarine? And they bring the captain forward, and there's some expedi- exposition around Black Manta and who he... He's not Black Manta yet, but hes we lay the groundwork for that. And he yeah. kills the captain. Mm-hmm. Blade drawn, stabs the captain. We don't see the stab. It's implied. So that's pretty rough for a PG-13 movie. That happens. Joey looks at me and says, I don't want to watch this anymore. Whoa. And I said, Joey, what's wrong? Like, cause I'm like, okay, it's just, he has seen far worse than other movies. And again, but it's implied, it's fast, it's semblance of real. It's not Star Wars. It's pew, 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 or lightsabers where someone's cut in half on the ceiling as they're screaming for their lives. This was a very, just, I would say, run-of-the-mill violence in an action movie. 
again, far worse. And I was like, Joey, what's wrong? Like, why are you upset? And he says, I, I don't think it was right what that guy did to a service guy. And Joey started oh. to cry. Oh. And I was like, I said, Joey, um, the guy just explained how his grandfather served in World War II with the Navy SEALs, Black Manta, the guy who killed the captain. Yeah. And that's why he turned to a life of pi- pirating because I guess he was forgotten by his country. I, I didn't explain it quite like that. I'm summarizing it, but I, I did try to be like... But the first thing I let off was, Joey, um, in case you're... In case it was because it was American troops, these guys have an accent. I'm pretty sure this is a Russian submarine. Which, which Joey said, oh, okay. Hmm. Yikes. Joey is Yikes. the product of... Uh, two households and his other family is more conservative than us yikes yikes joey did not forget you how do you how do i forget what happened and how do i how do i save how do i how do i raise this boy how do do you how do you raise a kid to understand the only troop is a only good troop is a dead troop (laughs) because you get a long way to go we have had conversations before because we read um and not not to derail any of the 9-11 stuff that you had planned, friend, or mm-hmm. on this 9-11 cash episode, <laughs> um, which is something we have on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But we have taught, we have read the books that were, um, I survived in like any number of horrors. And a lot of those are around military actions like World War II, World War One. I. I survived a Nazi cr- concentration camp. I talked at length about I survived the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. So he has a grounding for the reality of these things. Um, and he kind of reads between the lines of the concept of what's good and bad in a war is very gray. Who is good? Who is bad? Does America all does America does America always do what's good? Never. Because this goes back to the conversation, what was here before the Indians? Or what was here before America? Because like did the Indians just give us the land? No, Joey. <laughs> we we took it. Huh. Uh, we should always support the troops. Nope. Well. Never. Never support them. Well, America doesn't do anything that's bad, right? Always. Well, it's a always. little more complicated. Always. You're a tiny child, and you do not realize this because a lot of kids don't become, don't really understand the horrors of these things until they're older, but. Joey did not forget. Oh, yeah. I forgot. He Yikes. Did. Other than that, his review of Aquaman, at one point he said, Alex, I, there's just too much fantastical stuff happening. What is going on? <laughs> to which I had to just kind of summarize as uh, giant seahorses and sharks are battling each other. There's crab people. Dolph Lundgren on a seahorse. Which was a highlight. It was really awesome. Why are they in the desert? I thought this was happening in the water. What the hell is that thing? He didn't use the word hell. I was like, well, it's like a Kraken thing. Can anyone else talk to fish? I mean, there's a lot of questions Aquaman brings. It's a delightful film. Like, I... All that to say, by the end of it, Joey was on board, and he enjoyed it. Nice, nice, nice. I enjoyed it all the way through. Yeah. It's a goodie. It's a fun time. It's a, it's a good ride. Probably one of the one of the better DC movies. Oh, definitely. Definitely. In this current DC universe, before they reset it after Wonder Woman, I think. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Are you excited about the Joker movie? Are you going to go see that? I'm going to go see it. I don't know that I'm excited about it. I've heard interesting, like, mixed reviews. Like, it's... It's probably fine. I don't know. I, 
it's a movie. They're all movies. Movies aren't a good medium. Um, so, fine. For vapid entertainment? Okay, sure. Um, Alex, I, I, have, some, I have something I'd like to read here. <clears throat> oh, okay, I'm sorry. Is this back to 9-11? I, this, I just, I just, this is very, uh, I think we all need to hear this important, uh, important, uh, uh, uh bit of writing. <clears throat> Steve Rogers was under the ice, cold, drifting. Just another day. He didn't even remember it. His eternity of cold. <laughs> Tear gas flooded planes. Passengers were stabbed. Steve Rogers drifted. Tony Stark was at home, lounging on his couch, flipping through the channels on his television. Plasma screen, 35-inch screen. Surround sound. He stopped. There, on the news. A plane has been hijacked on its way to, the reporter said. A sickening feeling rose in Tony's stomach. It was nine o'clock then. Natasha Romanoff was undercover, as usual. She was posing as a representative from Russia at the World Trade Center, the Twin Towers. She was trading light banter with someone about the weather when Nick Fury's voice crackled into her ear. Cancel all missions. Get out of there now. But Fury, she mumbled into her earpiece, irritated. Now, he roared. Sorry, gotta go. Natasha waved goodbye and rushed out of the building. She was briskly strolling away from the towers. What was that, Fury? She exclaimed. That was when the plane hit. I have so many questions, but I'll save them. Clive Barton was at his house. (laughs) He was at the door, about to leave for a mission. Bye, kids! Exclamation point. He hugged his daughter and son tightly. Gotta go help Auntie Nat. Then the sounds of destruction rang from the television that was blaring through the house. <laughs> Why is it How? Why? Why is it it's blaring? It's not. Max volume. <laughs> Gasping. <gasps> Clint rushed to see. A plane had just smashed into one of the Twin Towers, exclamation point. A frazzled reporter said, oh, there's a quote. Good exclamation point for, like, excitement? Or is it out of fear and disbelief? Who's to know? Who, who could know? Good lord. Laura covered her mouth. Clint wrapped an arm around her. Nat. He hugged his wife. I gotta go make sure she's okay. Laura nodded. I'll... I'll keep watching. Clint gave her a quick kiss (laughs) and hurried out the door. I'll keep watching. You go do... You just go do you. Has the television blared? They're screaming this, by the way. I'll keep watching! I gotta go save Natasha! What? <laughs> Thor was with Jane. She had dragged him to Central Park to run some tests on his hammer. Why doesn't Thor want to go to Central Park? And well, how are they running tests on the hammer? Jane, sure I'll... Jane was smiling. Then her phone rang. Hi, Darcy. I'm glad Darcy makes an appearance. Yeah, Darcy. Hi, Darcy, she said. What? Her mouth dropped open. What is it? Thor asked. Jane turned to him. Thanks, Darcy. Her voice shook slightly. Come on. She grabbed his hand. I'll explain on the way. Right now, I think the Midgardians need some saving. Bruce Banner was hiding. (laughs) I just love her going down the line. Bruce Banner was hiding in Brazil. He loved the place, the food, the culture, but he was missing the U.S. He He had booked himself a flight back to the U.S., He was a little excited, to be honest. He was flying, trying not to look out the window. Wait a minute. Hmm? 
he was a little excited comma to be honest a little excited period to be honest he was flying <laughs> it's wow. little, it scared him a little comma to be honest period. okay okay just making sure just making sure this is a very staccato um, thing here okay not the other guy but the other guy wasn't really scared of anything he was flying over pennsylvania then the plane started bumping turbulence bruce unable to help himself peered out the window he saw another plane spiraling downwards he caught glimpses through the window. People fighting. People screaming. In the other plane, mind you. People fighting. Wow. People screaming. I didn't know the Hulk had supervision. Yeah. Knives and blood. Suits and phones. He watched the plane go down. 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 Down so far that he couldn't see it. But he imagined it. <laughs> he imagined it hitting the ground. Fires burning. Obliteration. Death. He stopped looking. He hid his face in his hands. The other guy did too. He stopped looking? I thought he was imagining because he couldn't see it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he stopped looking into the portents of his imagination mm-hmm. and put his heads in his hands in his head. So when, comma, on the 11th of September, comma, his teammates fell silent and spent long minutes lost in thought, comma, sober looks on their faces, comma, Steve wondered, period. So he had asked them what was going on, and they told him about 9-11, about the hijacking, and the Twin Towers, and the fires, and the heartbreak, and the fear, and the pain, and the death, period. And they told him how the nation had just shut down for days. And then Steve was quiet as well. 9-11 was a sad event. It was an awful event, but America has recovered. So, as a nation, we can stand strong. We can stand together. And we can only remember and honor those that were lost. End of story. Are you sure? I was waiting for it. Gamora was standing on a spaceship, Thanos behind her, walking away after giving her orders. This, of course, is uh, um, on fanfiction.net. Published oh, of September 25th, 2016. Wow. So. Recently. So. Cool, Relatively. Cool, cool. Also, like. I mean, just your chronology of, like, Avengers. Like, if we're going with, like, movie Avengers, like, I, like all those movies were way after September 11th. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really concerned about the, the timeline of Hawkeye's kids and uh, um, Thor hanging out on Earth. And I mean... It's fan fiction. It's loose. But Steve's still frozen. So. I was waiting. I was waiting for the uh, the reveal of the narrator being Doctor Strange, who had turned back time oh. in some way. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Who knows for sure? So, nine uh, eleven, guys. Nine eleven. We did it. <laughs> Thoughts on nine eleven? I I'm wondering how well the Marvel movies would have done if Banner routinely looked lost sight of something imagined like we go into his imagination and then it stops and he takes his hands and he just puts his head right in there <laughs> what if in each one of the um like um the origin movies for each character like the first thor the first hulk like the fir- all all the first movies they have to have a moment to talk about what they were doing on 911 <laughs> huh would it be an extra credit scene or would it be the first no 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 it would, it would just be naturally in the movie it would be oh, okay. na- it would naturally just be in the movie it's how the characters bond, because it's the one thing... Well, maybe not Thor. 
When he was on Asgard, who knows what he was doing during 9-11? He could have easily stopped it in New York? I, I love the fact that uh, apparently uh, Black Widow was in in the fucking towers, and Fury's like, you gotta get out of there, it's, it's about to go down. We're not gonna do anything about it or tell anybody, yeah. we're just gonna get out. Yeah. Get out. We have no, we don't have any, like, cloaked uh, shield planes or anything to, like, intercept or do anything. No, no. All our future tech, all our heroes, eh. Steve Rogers, sleeping soundly. Where the fuck was Quicksilver? Good question. Scarlet Witch? I mean, they were all, I guess, alive during mm-hmm. this? Who could know? Who could know? So- Scarlet Witch crying over her dead brother. But this doesn't make any sense with the I- other movies. I don't... How... <laughs> this is <sighs> weird fan fiction. I-, I I mean, why? Why would you do this? Why would a person do this? Groot looks up to the sky, his feet firmly planted <sighs> in Central Park. Alf, who was not originally of Earth, but it had come to accept it as home away from home, he cried and thought of the lives lost. I would give anything if they made Alf canon in the Marvel Universe. If we're bringing the Eternals and all these other people in here, then why not bring Alf? Yeah. Why can't the Guardians of the Galaxy, like, go back, go and find the the ruins of Melmac? Yeah. Just give him, like, a, give him, give him, like, just a little, like, scene or, like, a... Yeah. Like a bit part? I mean, come on. Alf, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'd love that. I'd, I'd watch that Netflix show. Definitely. I'd watch that Disney Plus show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Surely they own the rights to Alf as well. Somebody right? has to. Somebody Marvel has to. published Alf comics. So. Yeah. I had a group of them. Thank you for sharing, friend. Thank you for helping me remember what I forgot. Listen, I somebody here has to remember 9-11, and that's me. So, glad I did my part for America. You've done your part, and I greatly appreciate it. All of us do. I mean, Alex thought this was just a regular casual episode. Didn't even care about the victims of 9-11. Alex is like, hey, maybe the terrorists weren't the bad guys. And I'm like, well, friend, actually... I don't think I said any of those. Things, I think okay. I, everyone can rewind and hear what you said. So I think they can. Uh, we'll see. I did say put their hands in their head, which is a nonsense phrase. Yeah. Uh, I just took that to mean um, you support the terrorist. And their so. hands in their head. They could put their fingers in their ears. They could put them in their mouths, which <laughs> is insane. I don't. <laughs> but somehow their hands are in their head. I, wow! Wow! Um. Uh, friends, I just want to put a, a timestamp on this episode. As we're recording, um, there's a hurricane uh, vaguely um, off the coast, um, and it has started to rain slightly here today on this Tuesday, the 3rd of September. So In the year 2019. Correct, correct. So... Um, I did get off. To, I got off work today uh, for the hurricane. They canceled work. Schools are still canceled tomorrow. We are theoretically supposed to be going back to work. In theory, we'll see. Extend that Labor Day vacation, friend. Absolutely. Update, friend. Um, I have spent three straight days at the parks. Nice. Because of the hurricane, of course, a lot of people that were planning on traveling um, did not travel. People that were in town were trying to get out before the hurricane, which means the parks have like no crowds. Uh, my daughter's uh, day- daycare provider, who was on vacation for her birthday, 
had to come home early because of the hurricanes. I guess didn't have to, chose to. Yeah, she should have stayed. She should have stayed it out. Safest place to be is a Disney re- resort during a hurricane. Um, that's just a tip. But yeah, there was like no crowds. It was crazy. <laughs> it was um, so Saturday we hit up food and wine um, at Epcot. Awesome. Because this was opening weekend of food and wine. It was opening weekend of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and food and wine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Saturday hit up food and wine. Um, it was great. Got a bunch of delicious treats. Um, and then uh, on Sunday, uh, because, again, there was nobody in the parks, uh, we hit up uh, Galaxy's Edge. And I got to do that again. Got to go on that Millennium wow. Falcon again. Uh, this time, me and Tammy were pilots. Nice. Yes. How did that turn out? Did you guys uh, we, get the mission? Uh, well, I mean, we we got through the mission, Sure. Yeah. Did we, did we, did we, uh, hit some things? Yeah. Yeah. We hit some things. Yeah. Um, but also the controls for the Millennium Falcon are insane. So the person on the left controls left and right. The person on the right controls the up and down pitch of the ship. Whoa. Yeah. So that is hard to do. Also, Tammy was having a bit of an issue, which I'm like, I, I, seems like a huge design flaw she um uh, apparently was a bit short for the ride and couldn't fully see um so she was having some trouble um uh navigating oh wow so i it wasn't i mean we had some stuff we had some stuff we we picked up one of the cores of whatever we were supposed to pick up you can get up two i got two the last time i did it but we only we only made it to one this time so yeah, were people one. getting mad at her because she wasn't doing her job right? Well, no, because it was you know, it was all people. We were no was, backseat drivers. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, I come on, come on. Um, we were amongst friends, so yeah, yeah, you're fine. Uh, but I mean, did did we wreck the Millennium Falcon a bit? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it makes me wonder in the uh, Return of the Jedi that little guy that helps Lando. He's little. Like, he's yeah. I, he's a tiny little guy. Absolutely. How is he able to, like, go up with the pitch on the up and down? Well, I think, I think unlike Tammy, I think he brought a phone book to sit on. There you go. Or a few. Maybe so. there was another one of him. Maybe he was a twin or something and another of his. Oh, like a station situation. Yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> just one on top of the other. But it was fun. It was really fun. Awesome. What was the, Was it a different mission? Like, or was it the same one? Um, I think it was the same one. Interesting. I know there's others, but I think it was the same one. There's supposed to be more than a few others. Like, I yeah. think more than four, maybe, or maybe four or six. So yeah. the fact that you got the same one again, I guess, yeah. There's I a, mean, yeah, it There's happens. a percent chance. So, But it's, it was fun. It was great. I, I, I had a good time. I got the green milk uh, while I was there. Ooh. I did not like it. Did not like what's it at the, all. What's the difference? Um, It's it's more citrusy, but also the, the alcohol with the green one is a tequila- and I, it seemed like we all got like we all we all certainly got way more alcohol than I had last time, um, because you could actually taste the alcohol in all of them, and it wasn't it didn't seem to mix very well. Hmm. So I don't know. Maybe they just got complaints that before you couldn't taste the alcohol at all, and now they're given you know stronger uh, pours on that. But uh, it was a bit much. Could have been the hurricane. All the people out. People are here. Let's party. I, Locals only. Maybe. I think next time, if if I get it next time, I think I'm going to get the blue just without the alcohol and see what nice. I'm working with. But yeah, wasn't a fan of the green. Was not a fan of the green. Uh, but also while we were there, um, uh, uh, me and Tammy rode on the uh, the Slinky Dog coaster. 
Ooh. which I had not been able to go on yet. Um, and that thing's great. It's like the smoothest of smooth roller coasters. Really? Yeah, it's very smooth. Um, and you also get a great view just of Hollywood Studios in general. You can see Tower of Terror. You can see Star Wars Land. You can see all of it from on the roller coaster. Where does it rank on the thrilling spectrum? I, it's good. It's good. I mean, it's not the most thrilling, but it's really good. But it's I. It's just again very like shockingly smooth to be because it is a you know to I mean it's a Disney roller coaster, but it is a roller coaster. Yeah, I would say that most of the roller coasters we went on when I was there were, I would say, way smoother than anything I've ridden at uh, Kings Island or Six Flags when I was a kid. I mean, like, Big Thunder Mountain is, I, I, it is not a smooth roller coaster. That's a real herky-jerky sort of thing. I mean, it's not, again, it's a Disney roller coaster, so none of them are very, you know, extreme. But it just the actual movement of the roller coaster is very um, jarring and jerky at times. Whereas uh, Slinky Dog is just, uh, I don't know, it's just a real, I mean, maybe it's just because it's new, um, but very smooth. See, the Diamondback, which is an extreme roller coaster mm-hmm. at Kings Island, I would say is also one of the smoothest rides I've ever been on. There was no herky-jerky on that thing. It was terrifying, but in a fun way. Nice. Well, actually, it wasn't really that scary. And once you got over the first hump, everything was crazy, like huge loops, crazy corkscrews, but... It's a long meandering coaster, so it wasn't really tight, so it gave you time to like go into again, nice ride. But it wasn't a theme it was like a snake. Yeah. Slinky Dog is a classic Toy Story character. What's it does it feel like you're in a Slinky? Like, is that part of it? Like, is there any is I, there any like twist or like theme beyond Slinky Dog or like I mean I well, I don't know how you would make something feel like a slinky. I, I, Dude, I, I'm asking what, give me more of the ride. Because when we I, rode on the one, I remember coming over um, a hill or ascending a hill on one of the roller coasters we rode on. And there being just a possum looking at me hanging upside down uh, on a tree. Yeah. There's, I, I mean, because well, the, the whole Toy Story Land is, it looks like it's built of toys. So it looks like it's, you know, tinker toys and things. Um, so it's Again, got that aesthetic. Another roller coaster we rode on. We descended straight into maybe the pit of hell, but no, wait, we're in a diamond mine and a giant uh, a dopey it pops out of nowhere. Yeah. And I'm like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. Where's that moment on Slinky Dog Ride? Or is there one? I, there's a, there's some things. Um, I can't really be like, because again, I haven't seen the Toy Story movie, so I don't have a lot of context for this. Um, uh, but there, I I know that like, there's some voiceover from a to- from Toy Story characters that is, I that I remember being uh, bizarre and amusing, but I, I don't remember the specifics because I, I ha- again have no context to put it in. Um, so I don't know more more context. Pirates of the Caribbean. We pierce the veil that is Johnny Depp's face on like a cloud wall, only to arrive in darkness and greeted by the sound of cannon fire as two pirate ships are, are like shooting at each other. And you're telling me the Slinky Dog just has, like, voiceover shit? Well, it's a roller coaster. It's not like a, you know, it's not like a boat ride or something. I mean, you... you. Well, I'm just saying the other Disney twist on the other rides. Yeah. I, I like, again, it's not indoors. It's outdoors. You're, you're, you get into a Slinky Dog, um, and then you 
I, you go on a track that looks like it's made of Tinker Toys. Um, there's some uh, Toy Story characters that I can't define saying things that were slightly amusing. If you, I'm sure if you understood the context. Um, and you're able to see the whole park, which is really neat. But I, I Very again... Nice. I, with, if I'm on something that looks like it's made out of giant Tinker Toys, that's enough. That's yeah, enough for yeah. me. I, that's I, what I was looking for. I was looking for, what is the... Oh, there's the magic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all aesthetic. It's it's yeah. yeah, but it's a roller coaster. So there's, I mean, there's only you know so much you can really do with that. And again, I have no idea what any of it means because I do not know Toy Story. You know, the guy who played Ernest did the voice of Slinky Dog. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, maybe not for the new one because he's yeah, he's dead. He died a long time ago. Uh, he, I think he did the first one. I guess they just replaced his voice. But uh. Toy Story one, he was the voice maybe two i don't know when he died yeah i think yeah i think he died like mid 90s so Hmm. interesting interesting but i know it was great it was great and so uh so we yeah we did that sunday and uh uh, so monday um i like because you know we'd been to the parks for two days like walking around it's been so hot like so fucking hot because it's florida um and Tammy texts me at like 11. She's like, hey, I think we're going to Magic Kingdom today. Are you interested? And I was like, huh. And like, I was in, I just had not, I just stayed in bed because like, I was just, I was wiped out. And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> cool. I'm thinking about leaving in two hours. All right, cool. Um, so we went to Magic Kingdom yesterday on Labor Day. Um, we got there at around 2.30. We hit, we got through nine um, things in like no time. By we were, we were, uh, we, it closed at six because they were doing uh, um, Mickey's uh, not so scary Halloween party that night. So um, we had to be. So the park was closed at six. So we got there at two thirty. By six, we had done nine rides. That's impressive. Yeah, it was. It was pretty hardcore. I remember when we spent the entire day at Disney. We got around nine in, right? Oh, we got, that was we got more. Entire... We, yeah, we got the whole. We got everything in, pretty much. But we had the entire day. Yeah, it's yeah. We super started. Impressive, you were able to do that. Yeah, we started at nine a.m. Uh, when we went. Um, this was yeah. We started at two thirty. We uh, we started off. We hit Jungle Cruise, um, which again I did Jungle Cruise sober, which, whew, uh, but that was pretty much a five minute wait. Um, then we did Splash Mountain. There was a twenty minute wait. Big Thunder Mountain, ten minute wait. Uh, Haunted Mansion, we just walked right onto like no wait at all. <laughs> Peter Pan was like twenty five minutes. Little Mermaid walked right onto that. We waited like around half an hour for uh, Space Mountain. I I don't even think it was a half hour, but it was close. Interesting. Carousel of Progress, of course, did that, and then we did uh, um, the uh, Buzz Lightyear uh, shooter game thing, um, which I got like a crazy high score, like the highest score I've ever had. I saw that on social media. Yeah. I mean, because you care about the saving the Earth from these yeah. aliens. Tammy didn't care at all. Like, her score was, like, complete bullshit. Um, uh, but I, I was, like, I was not that far from maxing out. I was, like, at 743,000. Whoa. Yeah. So, I was close. I was close to maxing it out. That's pretty awesome, that, man. Yeah. All of that. All of that. How is Space Mountain that popular? Or, or is it just because of the nature of how long it takes the ride to actually cycle through um i think it's a mix like we didn't we didn't do um 
we didn't do a minecart because it had like a 45 minute wait and it was like well we want to try to get you know as much stuff as done as we can so we just skipped that and we're like if somehow we have time we'll we'll get back to it but i mean yeah it's a trippy fun ride but yeah yeah get your get your max in yeah yeah we were trying to max out we didn't do a pirates of the caribbean for the same reason because it was like a, a 40 like 30 40 minute wait hmm. so it's just how it fell oh but the best part was like splash mountain uh when we got on that it started to rain oh oh and it, it was so hot it was we desperately needed that rain so we're splash mountain and then it's raining and we're just like yes yes <laughs> this is so great it was wonderful it was the best so, friends, I guess if you're, yeah, that'd be a really fun experience, like going from the cave outside and suddenly it's raining. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, you yeah, that splash, and then uh, uh, you get some just some cool rain, just completely cool down. So, friends, if you're looking to, to really have a, a no weight situation at the theme parks, just be down here for a hurricane. <laughs> Planet, like. Listen, the safest place you can be is like at a Disney resort. Like a bunch of like like the like a bunch of people like like send like their older relatives to Disney resorts when there's a hurricane down here because it's just a, a better place to because like they all have they're they're on their own grid like they got everything they need like they're set they will take care of you properly so you should just stay there just stay there and if it turns out like it's not that bad you just be at the parks. Because, like, they'll yeah. keep the parks open forever. Like, today they closed Disney at 3. Um, I I don't even think Universal... I, Universal, I think, may have closed at 6. But I know it stayed open later, if it closed early at all. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, absolute worst case, a hurricane like we've never seen before with, like, incredibly damaging high winds, which I guess that far into Florida would be interesting. Disney's also got that underground maze of, like... I mean, you would be totally safe there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and if Is like, that- and if there was actual, like, you know, in the case of an actual storm, uh, like incoming, like that, then they will close down the park, and you will be, you know, you'll be fine in the resort. Like, it's the best place you could be. So, does that mean the wait staff would have to work during the hurricane? What's hurricane pay? That's overtime plus more. <laughs> the hurricane kicker. I mean, I would hope, but who knows? Who knows? Um, which reminds me of an email I forwarded uh, to you and uh, um, Jonathan and Tammy and Dan. I got an email from, it was a temp agency that I had applied to when I was, you know, back when I was looking for jobs. So uh, basically, it was a temp thing. The role is working on safety monitor discovery teams for a senior living facility relocating all of their residents to to Orlando World Center Marriott. We need around-the-clock assistance with ensuring all guests are in their designated areas and safe. Um, So basically, you're just helping wrangle old people, I guess. (laughs) And and so it's, uh, you have to be available to work a 12-hour shift with no accommodations. You're going to be on your feet for 12 hours. Uh, Familiar yourself with the floor layout, exits, whatever. Um, Blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, it sounds like a pretty easy gig, and the pay rate was $22 an hour, so for hmm. 12 hours, and it was, you were either going to work a Saturday and Sunday shift, or the Monday-Tuesday shift. I'm sorry, or Monday-Tuesday and Wednesday shift. Um, and it's 12 hours each day, and like, I'm, of course, I'm not looking for a job, but I was like, huh, Saturday and Sunday, there's not going to be any kind of storms. That would be some real easy money. And for like a split <laughs> second, I was like, maybe I'll just work like 
two days to make two 12-hour shifts. I mean, yeah. that's some money. Make some cash. Make some cash. I was like, I'm not gonna, I can't do that. Like, that would be the worst. I'm not cut out for this. I can't wrangle old people. Don't like old people. Don't like people. Don't want to do this. Uh, but what caught my attention was this note. Uh, please note, in the case of a curfew put on our location, you will be required to spend the night in the hotel. This will mean bringing a change of clothes and a sleeping bag. No rooms will be available for our temporary associates. So. Huh. If you take this fucking temp job, working two or three shifts, first of all, if there's a if like there's a curfew and you're not gonna be able to leave, and they're not even gonna fucking get you a room, not even like a shared room with other work coworkers, you're just on your own. They're gonna let you uh, put a sleeping bag in like the hallway or something if there's an emergency, um, and you're not getting paid for that shit. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. Fuck that. I mean, yeah. If I if I can't leave and I have to sleep, give me a fucking room and fucking pay me. Why would they not be able to give you a room? It's fucking your temp. They're not paying for shit. Would you uh would you enter what if they said we'll bunk you up with other temps? I think that's reasonable. That does. I mean, that. Does, I mean, because that this is, is in, this is in an emergency situation where there's a curfew and you can't leave. So, like, I feel it's their fucking responsibility as a goddamn employer. Fucking capitalist. Like, that's yeah, trash. That's super trash. So, fuck this company. I'm glad you didn't do it. Yeah, well, I'm glad I, you read the fine print. And I, didn't there was just no rush chance I was ever gonna the... do it. It was just a split no. second of like, this is 12 hours. Well, I mean, two shifts of 12 hours. So. 24 hours at $22 an hour, easy money. Easy. So, and I'm like, I, I'm, Horror Nights is coming up, and I got a lot of expenses, uh, so. I mean, the glitter isn't always gold. Sometimes uh, it's sleep on the floor yeah, somewhere in this facility. Fuck that. If your employer tries to force you to sleep on a floor and not pay you for your time, fuck them. Yeah, I can't. I, there have been many jokes, what was it, in the 90s, where people would sleep in the office or something that's stupid never do that wait no what was happening in the that. 90s where people were sleeping in the office remember george costanza had like a little uh nap thing under his desk where he'd take a nap oh but he was just no like, that was he was slacking off that was work. cheating the system yeah also that wasn't just a widespread thing in the 90s where people oh were i thought it was all the time oh it was all the time <laughs> you remember in the 90s where everyone was sleeping at work what yeah yeah what I'm not unconvinced. There's a lot of people that sleep. Yeah. Now. Well, I support people like slacking off on their job. Sure. Like, fuck the man. Yeah. Go for it. Do what you need to do. But like being forced to not go home to your bed and not get paid. No. Curfew. Can't deal with if it. If you're sleeping at work, you need to be getting paid to sleep at work. Agreed. So in addition to watching Aquaman, mm-hmm. I have tried and successfully watched most of the new Dark Crystal television show. Joey thinks it's weird. In the same vein of Aquaman, like, what the heck's going on? This is a little too fanciful. I see realistic submarines and battleships cast onto the shores around the world, and I'm like, I can kind of get into this, but Dark Crystal is, like, totally alien. He said the old people are weird, meaning the Skeksis. He said, why do those old people look like that? Those old people are weird. Why, why can't they, why can't they be troops? 
Yeah, I was like, why? Why can't, can't they, they be uh, uh, brave, wholesome, never do anything wrong American troops? I can't support these old people, Alex. They're not. They're not upstanding troops. Um. All I meant to say, what I've seen so far is a marked improvement over the original Dark Crystal, both in storytelling and puppetry. So it's really good as opposed to just great. It's, it, I would say that it's good, for sure. I mean, it still falls prey to the same bonkers fantasy bullshit sometimes, but if you're in the mood for that, it's fine. And look, I can be in the mood for that. I would say it's. I would say from a standpoint of blending puppetry with like modern CG-ish stuff to make it look uncanny and f- puppet-like in a great way, it succeeds very well. Like, again, craftsmanship on point. Story even. All right. It's much better. I, the, it, it's weird to think of the old Dark Crystal because this takes place before it, it's a prequel, and to know where it goes and how much, I guess, in theory, the characters change from this to what they are in the other movie, it's a little weird. I mean, I guess you could explain it through time, like all these characters get older, so they're not as animated or slow or even with it like they are in this one. The Skeksis are, I would say, more ferocious. Ooh, wow. Definitely grosser and definitely more life. Like everything comes to life in this far more than it did in the original. Um, and they're more conniving and evil. It's not a lot of random exposition and I would say very thin characters. These all these characters have I would say subtle motivation in some cases. Really rounded, even when they're evil. Some of it's still like eh. Like, there's a lot of criticism about how the Gelfling have not been improved enough to really emote, and I get that, but at the same time, I'm still able to suspend my disbelief and, for the most part, be like, you know what, is that what I really want in puppets? Like, I kind of want to still feel that it's a physical craft like a puppet. I don't need it to look super real, or it would terrify me. This isn't the Navi Blues. I'm cool with the Gelfling looking like puppets. Uh. The Navi could be real on another planet. Those looked Whoa. so real. They are in Disney. I couldn't handle if the Dark Crystal came to like Disney World or something. Oh. Like a real Skeksis. Oh, that would I'm be assuming... amazing. Skeksis so, character dining. So the Skeksis are like the same size of us, right? I mean, because if, if you go by the puppeteers and scale, yeah. there's a human in there like Big Bird. One hand is moving the head, and the other hand is moving one of the arms. Or in this case, they might be moving both. I don't know. It's the craziness of puppetry. The Gelflings are tiny. So as a kid, I didn't really understand the scale of Gelf, uh, like all of that, so it was more scary. As an adult, again, it might be because I'm desensitized to things, and it could have been because I saw Aquaman (laughs) and a lot of crazy shit. I'm like, okay, cool. They're not as threatening or menacing. Like, I feel like I could easily just, like, kick a Skeksis over if I needed to. Or even, like, just, like, shove it awkwardly or move out of the way when it tried to, like, move toward me. And I could, like, just dance around these things. Like, it's like, what are you doing? I'm not fucking with the Skeksis. Not gonna happen. No, you shouldn't. Well, there's a Skeksis that shows up that is new. That's not in the original one. So I'm assuming something crazy happens. Who is a motherfucking terror? Um, And it doesn't really explain why this Skeksis is like elite when the other ones are not at least not yet right but it's it's i would say fun ride definitely gorgeous 
beautiful from the craft of fantasy and it really builds and makes something better out of something that was really good again for its time classic Jim Henson um, great film one of the greatest films yeah mm-hmm. Brad one of the greatest films I, Alex is a little verdict still out even tra- even uh, like accounting for traumatizing me slightly as a child mm-hmm. I can move past that that's bonus points for me I'm, I'm I, any movie that traumatizes someone else's child I'm down for yeah well Terminator 2 traumatized me as a child but uh-huh. I still uh-huh. think that's a really good movie because as an adult I watch it and think oh yeah this is this is great for what it is for sure <laughs> like I love there's nothing wrong with this firing this guy traumatizing me as a child oh, great movie definitely. great movie great movie grays with their awkward hands holding the scalpel See, I can laugh on that. The Dark Crystal, to me, again, I don't know. It just doesn't It doesn't hit the same nostalgia for me, and I don't know why. But the new show is really, I would say, really good. It's good. Nice, I would highly nice. recommend it, friend. You need to get on it if you haven't watched yeah, it already. I'm, I'm, uh, it's on the list. It's on the list. Um, I, I have, uh, I'm living my, of course, I'm living my regal life now. Um, nice. I saw a showing of Pulp Fiction the other night at the theater. How did that hold up for you? It was great. It was great. Enjoyed it much. Um... I, I, again, this is the best thing about, about living this regal life. I was like, ah, I wonder if there's any, I wonder if there's a movie playing. And it was like eight o'clock and I'm like, I don't know. Is there anything playing? And I was like, oh, wow. They're showing uh, Quentin Tarantino movies. Huh. Huh. I guess I'll walk over to the, I guess I'll cross the street and uh, go watch Pulp Fiction at 930. Cool. And that's what I did. And then, uh, um, last night after, you know, uh, uh, roaming through uh, Magic Kingdom, um, and knocking all those rides. Came home, took a shower. I was like, huh, maybe I'll go see a movie now. Because I can. Because I don't have to go to work tomorrow. So I saw Ready or Not, which is a fun, fun ride. I wish you would tell me everything. Because I can't see this until it streams. And for some reason, out of the movie trailers I've seen recently, I was intrigued. Like, I thought it would be fun. I thought you would enjoy it. I was like, I think Brad would really like this. I don't know too yeah. much about it, but I can't wait to hear his report. No, it's a More delight. report, please. It's, it's a delight. It's a delight. I think everyone should see it. Um, like, it's it's real kooky, and like, it it, ha- it feels, and maybe it's just because I was at Disney, like, you know, earlier in the day, like, it really feels like Haunted Mansion-y, like, with just, like, you know, all the conniving, uh, uh, you know, relatives and things and, you know, people trying to kill people. Guys, if you're unaware of the movie, the gist of it is that it's this family that owns a, a game empire of board games. And uh, one of the sons is getting married. And, of course, after his uh, on his wedding day, after the ceremony, at midnight, uh, he, he uh, tells his wife, Oh yeah, by the way, there's a tradition in my family. No big deal. Uh, we play a game at midnight. Oh, okay. Weird, mm. but whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's randomized. Uh, you'll pull a card and you'll have to play that game. It's just a thing they do. No big deal. It's fine. What he does not tell her is that it's mostly no big deal unless you pull the one card that says uh, uh, hide and seek. In which case, they try to hunt you down and murder you. Whoa. So, and that's that's our film. And it is, it, it's it's fun. It is, it's it's a good time. Uh, don't, I obviously don't want to spoil anything. It's a movie that's newly in theaters. Um, everyone should go see it. Um, it's delightful. Nice. What's on your docket going forward? Like, what are you gonna? You can try to hit anything this weekend, or um, since Horror Nights is here, it's so horror, all Horror Nights, everything. Horror Nights, Horror Nights starts Friday, so I'm pretty sure Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I will definitely be hitting Horror Nights. But I'm hoping for Thursday. I'm um, hoping Thursday night I'll hit it too. 
Nice. That's opening. But uh, we'll see. It's hard to tell. I guys, I'm I'm living a hardcore theme park life for the next few weeks. Um, like I wasn't expecting it to start this early, uh, so I started a week early. Um, got in the zone. So uh, yeah, now it's gonna be horror nights, hardcore. Uh, because I work. So now I'm working three days this week, five days the next week. But then the next week I'm only working two days because I'm taking some vacation time. Nice. So then I can so I can you know stay out late doing horror nights. I mean, it's the high holiday time, right? We have now entered that. Absolutely. So yeah, live it up. We're, it's the holiday season, friends. The equinox is coming up pretty soon. Summer will be a memory. Fall will be here. Live it up. I'm, it's going to start getting darker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to start getting cooler because I live in Florida. Um, yeah, it will never get cooler again. No, no. Because like, of no, a whole bunch yeah. of other things. But Late October, it should be bearable outside. So look forward to that. Everyone comes out. Everyone goes to the parks. Um, but um, food and wine this year, like, because they just keep these fucking things. They just keep getting extended. Like Horror Nights now starts. Um, it starts September fifth, and it runs through November third. So, um, but food. I and- still think it's weird that they go past Halloween. Yeah. I think they would just end it. Well, I you know, hey, like get another weekend out of it. I mean, and horror really knows no bounds. It yeah. Just- Halloween's kind of a loose anchor, but still, I think in principle, they should just be like, all right, end it. Ah. But go ahead. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the extra time. Sometimes it's less crowded on those days, so. Um, But food and wine now, it started uh, last uh, Thursday, and it runs up until Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it runs through my birthday this year, which it did not last year, so I'm excited about that. Wow. Again, I guess Thanksgiving would be the ending ish day because that's the feast that we have well mainly i mean it runs until thanksgiving because thanksgiving's huge at disney so they don't need they don't need the food festival crowd because basically when they started doing food and wine the whole thing was they were trying to do these festivals to bring people into the parks in the times that weren't as busy um but the thing is now epcot has pretty much become there's always food festivals going on like there's only like a couple of weeks a year that there's not a food festival like, Food and Wine's the biggest, I guess, technically. But, like, Flower and Garden is the same thing. Like, they all have, like, the booths in Epcot, you know, for every little country and thing. So it's pretty much all year there's food festivals, but... Did you say Thanksgiving was a big deal at Disney? Oh, yeah. Did they do something special? Well, no, just a lot of people are there. A lot of people come Because a, a, uh, a lot of people do Thanksgiving at Disney because kids are out of school, so they come down to Disney for Thanksgiving. And they do it for Christmas as well. So, I I feel that our um, college experience of staying in Cincinnati and just chilling for the holiday has set a tone with me that I carry with me because we're thinking about traveling for Thanksgiving. And part of me is like, I don't want to travel during Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I want to stay here. Why do I want to? Why would I travel? I uh, like I love my family mm-hmm. and I want to see them. Obviously. Mm-hmm. But like I don't I just, look. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. stay here for that now. That's just what my do, I guess. Yeah, I yeah I I listen. I it, it was very important to me to make Thanksgiving my own, and I continue. It continues to be my favorite holiday for that reason. And and you can still do that, but now I have like Vera and Joey. Yeah. Like I have to help them do their thing. Yeah, because obviously if 
I mean, anyone can do whatever we want because we're adults, but those kids have to at least have, I guess, the concept of a traditional Thanksgiving, or should we just be like, no, fuck it, we will be our own things. This is just a this is just a family thing. Well, but like that's I, I mean, we watch Muppet Family Christmas. We watch all the Muppet stuff. I mean, I think that, like, whatever you decide to do is the tradition, friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the point of it. You, like, um, I, I don't like the idea of traveling for hol- for those holidays, though. Like, I, I don't like that. I just don't like it. I think, like, it, no, just stay home. Stay home for those. No traveling. Because, I mean, it's a hassle. Ha- travel's always a hassle. But then, like, you have also the added responsibility of, like, those big meals. Because Thanksgiving is nothing but a big meal. So if you mm-hmm. travel, like, then you have to have, like, the, I guess the restaurant reservations are, I don't, or if you're even weirder, if you're traveling to somewhere and then still cooking, but at, like, a different location, uh, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a recipe for fun times, I don't no, think. No, that's a recipe for losing your goddamn mind, because how does that even work? You have to, what, you just have to bring all of your cooking utensils? Like, how does that work? You just trust that the people have it. And because, you know, they wherever don't. you're at, you're all coming together. Nobody they, that has probably everything. Don't. Like, every year I end up having to run like, oh, crap, I forgot I don't have this one thing. Oh, I don't have cornmeal. Oh, I, I don't have uh, buttermilk. I don't have, uh, no, I, I don't I, I don't have a double boiler here. Come on, come on. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. I mean, we're making plans presently, obviously. So, are you? Wh- what is? The, what's the? What? Are, what's the? What's the plan right now? Um, we either stay or we go back to Tennessee, or we go to South Carolina. Oh, White Wasp Island. Well, there was talk of going back to White Wasp Island for Thanksgiving, which is interesting and might be the most enticing out of those because I've never been there in the fall. And it'd be neat to see how it changes, because it's definitely more locals, because it's in the off-season. So what's in South Carolina otherwise? Oh, some of Emily's family. Okay. So we would either go to their house, or we would go to the beach. And that would be what it would be. Oh, okay. Thanksgiving at the beach sounds interesting and novel, but I don't know. Hmm. They definitely don't have everything at that house to make a Thanksgiving dinner, so we definitely would have to... Go and buy a lot of supplies, which we could bring. It wouldn't be hard, but... But it's unnecessary. And also, Thanksgiving is such a... It's not like a big holiday. Like, you, you're you off Thanksgiving and Black Friday. And then, I guess, you get the weekend. So, you get four days. Yeah. And you, you'd lose Black Friday unless you do it all online, which is all anything anyone does now. I so mean, I was just meaning... Really losing it, but... I just mean, like, travel-wise. You've, it's a small... Truth. It's a small bit of time off work. Like, Christmas kind of sprawls because there's Christmas Eve, there's Christmas Day, like, and that whole period between Christmas and New Year's is, like... Oh, yeah. I uh, Nobody's working anywhere, so... So if you are working, a lot of people are phoning it in. If you aren't, you yeah. can just, I mean, yeah, you're traveling. Thanksgiving doesn't have that. Yeah. Thanksgiving is just maybe too much of a hustle yeah. for a like there's just not enough time to do all the things and there's a lot of things to be doing mm-hmm. you got the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade bright and early when yeah. you, you get up you got a dog show to watch yeah I mean that takes out of your first half a day yeah uh-huh. though it would be neat to watch the dog show on an island <laughs> just I don't know why but there's something about guys okay look I will have the morning and I will watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and I will watch the dog show that's what I want mm-hmm. please but I don't know We'll, we'll see how it pans out. We might we might do something else entirely different. I have no idea. You're going to Hawaii for Thanksgiving. 
doing the Hawaii vacation on Thanksgiving. <sighs> Seeing the sights, cooking a full meal. Oof. I mean, I feel like if you travel for Thanksgiving, you have to just make restaurant plans. Like, I, I don't, I don't trust like anything else. I don't know how you would make. Yeah, couldn't happen on the island. There's not many restaurants. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like if you're going to someone else's house for Thanksgiving, that's something, and that's, I don't know. I just that feels like such a hassle and an imposition and awkward. I mean, it is a common occurrence for people to travel to a home and then also help with food prep for Thanksgiving. Yeah. But it just seems logistically But it I, I don't a know. lot. Yeah. And why do we put ourselves through the stress when there are other ways to do it? I mean, if it's if it's like but if that's like the set tradition, then that's one thing. Like, oh, we we all go to Pennsylvania to Aunt Carol's house and yeah. we we all know our assigned roles and we know what we do and we know what we need to bring. And that's what we do. That's one thing. But just to do like a one-off, like, oh, this year we're all traveling to Uncle Mark's place. And uh, we're, I, that's too much for me. I could not do that. Noted. Ramjack will not have destination Thanksgiving ever in the future. I, I, listen, I feel like you set, those fine. you set those traditions. You find out what works and what doesn't work. And you stick to it. I, But I, I, I think where we're at now, because um, Emily's... Uh, parents are going to be retiring, I guess, within the next decade for sure. Mm-hmm. And assuming that civilization doesn't collapse or like something incredibly crazy happens, they're trying to <laughs> the concept of a new tradition moving forward. So they'll be moving to South Carolina uh, ultimately. Uh. So there is. Why are they planning? And- they were planning to retire to South Carolina. They're retiring to White Wasp Island, friend. They own a house down there. Hmm. Old people go to Florida, and then they maybe go to island life. Yikes. Ugh. That sounds terrible. I mean, might as well. The okay. coast will be will be gone in 100 years. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Live it up while you can. I mean, I, I would counsel them against that. Um, so, but whatever is clever. So I think this is the, we're going to find out what works when everyone is around. Mm. Or like in different places. Interesting. Which this may be the year, maybe it's not the year. Maybe this is the year we go back to Tennessee and see what's going on there. I haven't been back to Thanksgiving in Tennessee in a long time. Yeah. See what's happening there under under uh, Scott Conger's reign. I will take it to Scott. Scott, what is going on? <laughs> what's with your wife being a thief? What's with your <laughs> declarations against Walmart? <laughs> Excuse me. Have like a little uh, notepad out, like I'm an old timey reporter, yes. or just like I'm sure that Jackson Son would be right beside me with the same notepad out because they're not changing their game; they're sticking old school. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow. Could you imagine being a private investigator in Jackson? Oh, what would you do? That would just be like that's. Dude, there's a, there's a lot of things I can't understand about Jackson. <laughs> I felt I, like I I felt as I keep doing, I keep going to Zillow and just looking at prices of houses in Jackson. Of course. Why I, wouldn't you? I can't not because it just it freaks me the fuck out. It should. Like, I, they're so cheap. I'm just like, if anything happens to me, I'm just gonna like put back a little bit of money and buy like a house or two in Jackson and just like I I mean I don't I'll never go back to Jackson. But if I like if I, something happened to me like and like I I would just buy a house in Jackson and just live out. I guess. Just be on the internet all the time and never go out of my house that was, like, dirt cheap. Because they're 
crazy cheap. I was looking up that we lived in, um, that me and my mother lived in. Um, it was down the street from my grandmother's house. And I was just trying to curious if I could see like how much like it was sold for, even though that was like in 2001 and I wasn't sure like the listing would be there. It was there. That house sold for $34,000. Wow. Well, $34,960, so $35,000 is what it sold for. So apparently uh, later sold again in 2003 for 46 so it went up a bet fair oh, bet oh upgrades um it sold m- may 2019 $21,850 what happened 20 and, and that's 21 that's for a house you buy a house in it you buy a house that i lived in as a child for $21,850. I can't make a down payment on a house for $21,850. <laughs> I mean, that is Orlando. I mean... This- what happened? B- besides, you know, the bubble bursting and that... Um, yeah. I, that aside... Well, that doesn't that doesn't wash away twenty nearly twenty thousand something dollars of property value. Uh, well, I mean that was in two thousand three when it was at forty six, and then like it's it's showing like in April it was listed for sale and the listing was removed, um, and that was on auction.com, So I don't know if it went to like I don't I, mm. maybe there was a situation or something. There you go. But still, could even, have been anything. But even just even the idea of houses around thirty thousand dollars. Like, maybe this is an outlier and there's some kind of situation. There's something, like, severely wrong with the house that needs to get fixed. But still, $30,000 isn't that weird to see. Of course not. There. Like, I can't even imagine that. There's a lot of... Well, speaking of Kiowa, and I think I've mentioned this before, but um, there's lots that go for, like, million or millions of dollars yeah. that you buy the lot and whatever house is on there just to bulldoze it and actually build the house you want. Yeah, that's what happens I can here. see... I could see some rich person going into Bemis and buying all of it for like nothing, obviously, and then just leveling Bemis and building an estate. Yeah. Well, you know, there was that talk for a while of like, um, and I know it was, I know people tried to do it in Detroit and some other places that were like, you know, kind of economically depressed. And they were trying to like build like artist communities and like, you know, getting a bunch of, you know, cheaper properties like that and just trying to build like an actual community in a place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I mean, Jackson is prime open real estate. Like, yeah. you can fucking, you can buy Bemis for a song. <laughs> like, it's nothing. <laughs> it's, I just, I, I, I don't, it just freaks me out. I'm like, my rent, like, I pay enough in rent that I could, <laughs> like, I could easily buy a house in Jackson. But you'd be in Jackson. That's the thing. The location never, is everything. Yeah, I'm never going to live in Jackson, but just... You'd be in Tennessee. Yeah, it's never going to happen. It, it could never, there's no situation. But I just imagine some scenario where, like, I've I've almost saved up enough to, you know, make a down payment on a house here. And then I get, like, diagnosed with, like, cancer or something. I'm like, well, I guess I could just live in luxury in Tennessee if I needed some place to die. Truth? I mean, you're always welcome to come up here. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, what are the house prices there? Like... They're not $30,000 a house, are they? Westchester isn't $30,000 a house, but... No. I mean, there are places in Cincinnati that are cheap. Oof. I mean, yikes. Just a house! And those are, like, cool houses. Like, they're, you know... I mean, they're old houses, which is part of the charm. They're 100-year-old houses. Um, They didn't understand what hallways were back then. Nothing's a hallway. All rooms are just connected. 
but that was one of the more interesting things about Bemis because every house I went into was like that. Yeah, well, and they were also mm, all originally yeah. duplexes too. That exp- that's some other things that. Exp- I mean, that was Bemis. At one point, it might be interesting for me to sit down and interview my grandfather who lived in Bemis during its heyday mm-hmm. just to get some other, like, I mean, who knows? We drive by your old house. There could be other secrets that he's, oh, yeah, I remember that place. I mean, who knows? Because, I mean, Bemis in its heyday was fascinating. It was a little town yeah. that was held up by a company, which those existed everywhere in kind of America back then. Definitely. But- Definitely. $21,000 for a house. If the Knights Network ever takes off, we are buying Bemis. I mean, <laughs> one house at a time. I just, I, I don't know. I don't. I, there's gotta be, there's gotta be somebody that could like make use of that and buy houses and like flip them or something or build a community in Tennessee that doesn't doesn't need connection because we all have the internet now. Like, yeah. I mean, you. You know, we we all can stay in touch with people. We we don't have to be trapped in these communities. There's got to be someone out there that can make use of this. Big corporation drops on these communities and like buys them up, refabs the houses, and you can just work and travel around the country for this company. I might be stationed in Tennessee for like six months. Then I'm gonna go over to Detroit and New Detroit. We're just gonna call it New Detroit. I don't. I don't like. I don't like the 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 company aspect of this. Well, they're the only people that have a lot of money to do said thing. Al- Alex, that's the whole point of this. this. We don't need a company. If we don't need a company, the houses cost nothing. They're twenty thousand dollar houses. We don't need a company involved. We should appeal to Bill Gates. No, to give a fuck grant. Bill Gates. Let's fucking kill Bill Gates and steal his money. <laughs> like I'm not fucking working with tech assholes. Fuck capitalism. I mean, the concept of stealing someone's money by killing them only exists in the pre-digital age, right? I don't know. All his money is digital. Like, it's not Where, tangible. Where's, where's Epstein's money? I Like, I don't know. <laughs> Good question. I'm just saying. You don't know what's underneath that island. I never want to find out. Yeah. But I mean, it's interesting. Can I... This is... So, I had clipped something from the New York Times, which uh, talks about interesting, we'll say, reboots of old television properties. Okay. And this kind of dovetails into what we're talking about. Have you ever heard of the television show, A Very Brady Renovation? No. We got all the kids. They're back. Well, not Cousin Oliver, but all of them are back. And HGTV bought the house that was the uh, Brady Bunch house. And they are doing an extensive renovation project to turn the interior of that house, which does not match the architecture from the original house. Obviously, that was all on the soundstage. Into as close to that soundstage set as possible. Does that mean they're going to... um, expand the a footprint of said house by a disturbing amount yes <laughs> let me see if i can get you the exact amount of square footage they had to add to this house to even begin to get it to where it needed to be because i know it's in the article i just can't remember where it wow was. they only had to expand it by 2,000 square feet which isn't as much as i okay. i i remember when i originally watched reddit i thought it said 20,000 reading it fast and thinking, holy shit, that doesn't make any sense at all. What the fuck are they doing? Are they really creating a sound, like a sound stage inside of it? But it's the kids on the Brady Bunch, I think are actually helping with the renovations. Like they're a part of the project. That's weird. So it's these, uh, these former TV actors. siblings, all of them are back. All right, um, let's renovate a house. 
they get the community involved because it's hard to find because they're also renovating it to look just like it did in the TV show. So we're talking 70s style. There's some things they couldn't find that they can't recreate, which is ridiculous. You can recreate anything. Yeah, uh, come on. Of course you But can. they're getting uh, fans on HGTV to like source and find these rare pieces to put in this house. I don't know what they're going to do with it afterwards. Maybe sell it to a Brady Bunch enthusiast? All right. I hope they spit it off to another HGTV rally show where all the kids move in. Like, these adults just move in. And like, all right. Oh, yeah. Here we are. It's going to be Nicholas Cage is going to end up buying it and just being like a fucking weirdo. Of course. Um, in addition to this Brady Bunch show, there is another show. It is called BH90210. BH being Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's already going, isn't it? Yeah, but the premise is bizarre Mm -hmm. in that the actors are playing fictional versions of themselves Mm -hmm. who are trying to get the show 90210 rebooted with varying levels of success. Yeah. So it's very, I would say, kind of tongue-in-cheek. All this, and also, like, crazy stuff happens to them. There's, like, a lot of drama. Again, all fictionalized, because they're playing, again, fictionalized version of themselves all trying to get 90210 rebooted, which is fascinating. Um, Storms are brewing. Oh, you got the storm brewing. Storms brewing, guys. It's it's finally here. I'm intrigued by both of these. I kind of want to see at least one episode. Now, I wasn't a huge 90210 fan. My sister watched all of it. Um, And as I've mentioned before, one of my brother-in-laws is obsessed with it. (laughs) Had videos of Luke Perry on his phone ready to go when that happened. It's very weird. Very strange. It is weird. I mean, granted, I have a Luke Perry gif like waiting to go whenever the opportunity should finally arise when I can use it. Yeah, but that's, you know, I mean, that's different. Yeah, it's a really quality gift that I just got to really find a perfect moment for that has not happened. Brad, mm-hmm. oh, I'm having trouble with these kids uh, that I'm trying to teach in my video game. Oh, Alex, what's happening in your video game? We recruited one of the uh, the students from another house mm-hmm. um, through cooperating with them in various um, projects. They decided that they'd rather uh, come over to ours versus the one they were in. So that's a that's a that's good to know that our my little group of students uh, are fostering an environment where other people feel welcome and friendly. That's great. Trying to work on another student, trying to bring them over. Because mm-hmm. uh, if I don't, we end up having to kill the other students that aren't recruited, and I don't really want to do that um, from the other houses. Brad, it's December. It's the heart of winter in this game and they're putting on a dance like, like, like a formal was not prepared for that i got a chaperone whoa lots of drama oh no we also did the speculations of the librarian being evil were correct he was indeed masquerading mm-hmm. evil mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i had to take him down he was uh trying to do some crazy shit in a town he was basically um poisoning people to make them go crazy and kill each other for evil purposes. And it's like, oh, well, that's a librarian, I guess. Uh, it hit the kids hard, though, because if the librarian could be evil, could I also be evil? And I have to assure them, guys, no. <laughs> I know I came out of nowhere and I'm teaching you, but I'm not evil like the librarian. And I know you have nothing to go off on. I mean, the people because... from the, the uh, communist uh, um, city, um, they would say otherwise. 
and they would be correct. True. I well, maybe the young woman who is trying to overthrow an empire with her communist ideals. Yes, I. I also think that maybe she is part of a group that's running around on the periphery of everything that's mentioned and we have interactions with sometimes, but they're very like fleeting. Um. Because they're all like masked people and they're running away. I mean, my my kids are like, "What's going on? This is weird." Uh, but they don't really spit the communist manifesto stuff at me when they're when they do appear. It's more like the librarian was evil and you didn't know about it. Ha! We knew. Um, I, I'm just, I one of the weirder things about this game mm-hmm. is if you're talking to a student and it's something that's good and it. And, like it improves your relationship and they're like whatever they get out of school you see like a little um icon that comes with an arrow that goes up in a heart and they're like yeah and you hear like a little ding and i've only had good things happen until recently um i answered some questions wrong or not to the liking of my students and they became demotivated why are you crushing spirits alex well, that's the thing. I didn't realize I could crush spirits. I thought no matter what, it was all even kill. Only like the right answer would motivate. I didn't know I could demotivate them. Well, I guess I we're I guess we're learning a lot about uh, um, our responsibilities. I will be. It's a little. Jar, it's jarring in the fact that I've never seen the emotion of anguish appear on these children's faces in a simulation before, and they're like, "Oh," because I'm not who they thought I was going to be. Mm. And I go, right, I, I, I get it. I never had this experience when I was a counselor at summer camp. I don't think I really disappointed kids that often. I mean, I was, you know, I haven't really had that with Joey to disappoint. I mean, like, I talk with him when weird stuff happens on Aquaman because of his childlike um, admiration for the military getting, like, killed. And that. But when these kids, oh, professor, I didn't, okay, I didn't realize you thought about that. I'm like, wait, kids, let me go back and reset the save. Let me go back back in time really quick. Let's change it. But I can't. Crush those kids. That's what capitalism does. Dreams. It's what it, uh, that's what I'm learning it does, you know? Maybe maybe you should have uh, gone with the, that communist uprising group. We'll see. I mean, it's not too late. We'll see what happens. I mean, I don't I mean, I don't know if it's too late. There's there's three path, main paths. Surely we can join them at some other time. I don't know. We will see. Well, when I'll your kids get demotivated the enough, dance. Uh, they're going to defect and, and join the communists. How awesome would that be if that was possible in this oh, game? That would be great. All your kids they leave defect. you behind and join the communism. And you're standing there like, but but, but I believe in capitalism. I'm a capitalist of my bones, Elizabeth Warren. And then everyone leaves you behind. Look, I said we should make health care more accessible to everyone. Boo. Why was that? Why was that a nail in my coffin? <laughs> Boo! Get out of here! Hey, come on! I'm not the librarian. I'm a cool guy. Same thing. Boo! <laughs> no! You're poisoning us with shitty ideas. No! I'm sorry. I failed you. <laughs> I'm just playing a video game. <laughs> Ugh. Alex, I'm holding um in front of me uh, a very special book. 3,000 questions about me. So, friend, on this very special, on this very special 9-11 holiday episode, what song on your playlist gets played the most? Interesting. Yeah. I could probably look this up and know. Mm. 
Well, then let's give an answer on that. Where's your, what playlist are you looking at, friend? I mean, I don't have much music on my phone to begin with. So I'm just trying to. So, I mean, it's either Nessum Dorma um, or the entirety of uh, Monk's Dream. Nice. So any, any song from that, you know. The music you're hearing in the background of this podcast currently, that album, are uh, Nessun Dorma, so. Um, I have a very sporadic, I guess, um, music choice selection. Like, sometimes I'll go weeks without really wanting to listen to a lot of, like, music. Sometimes I will listen to the latest stuff. Sometimes I go dip back in the archive. Uh, I would say as of late, an album I go back to because... I really like the peppiness of the music and that it blends a lot of songs together would be the soundtrack to Pitch Perfect 2. Acapella, like really energetic. Sometimes I need that kind of pick-me-up. Like, all right, let's do this. Another, uh, there was a a person who did a similar thing, not with acapella, but would mix a whole bunch of different songs and genres together. Uh, Their name's Girl Talk. I have the album Feed the Animals and um, what's the other one? All Day. And I listen to choice songs from there. Again, all of this is to get, I would say just like, all right, let's do this. Like inner energized. Those may be my go-tos for those purposes. Okay. All right. All right. What current event are you tired of hearing about? Current event? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, there's so many. I would say anything involved Deborah fucking messing, uh, the Kamal Harris presidential campaign, also the <laughs> Pete Buttigieg presidential campaign, also the Beto O'Rourke uh, presidential campaign, also the Joe Biden presidential campaign. I mean, yeah, anything that will ultimately not lead to, I would say, the best outcome, the needed outcome on any of that. Just stop talking about it. <laughs> I still want to hear all of the scandals happening and the horrible stuff happening with the present administration or all administrations. I don't want to shy away from the truth. Like I, some people would be tempted. Like I just wish I could cancel this Donald Trump. I just want to stop hearing about what he's doing. No motherfucker, we need to hear what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, that's it's not, what we need to hear about. Yeah, we don't need to hear about what, fucking bullshit resistance depromising. Oh yeah, current event that we don't want to hear about. I, I agree. Has one of your biggest fears ever come true? I don't know. Too many of them. Too many of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, Brad. see the entire podcast. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, everyone's fears at least come knocking at some point in their life. Um. <laughs> do you do you think you could ever be a firefighter? Why slash why not? No, I don't like the heat. Um, it's not very comfortable in it. So, you go, Brad. Yeah, that's a that's a it's no too hot. Call. It's too hot. Ooh, I'm, you're 12 feet from the flames, like about to go in. Ah, no pass. If you need an ice fighter, I'll be glad to do that. Ooh, if ice breaks ice out, fighter. if ice breaks out, and you need somebody to get in there and and save people, I'll do that. Where's the, what was that movie? Um, where the ice temperature uh like the the temperature curtain was going through a city freezing everything until they got to the geostorm if you need an ice fighter during the geostorm brad is there definitely ready i don't think i could be a firefighter i don't have the upper body strength or the strength Mm -hmm. 
Um, fire is a terrifying thing. I don't know if I could. I mean, I would do what I could if I if the, it was thrust upon me, obviously. But I don't knowingly. It would be hard to do that with the other responsibilities I have. To go back to worst nightmare for a minute, mm-hmm. friend, I've got bad news. Why? The verdict is out, and we should definitely not drink <laughs> uh, Coke Zero as much as we have. I don't know how many soft drinks or how often you drink, but I'm uh, I'm addicted to caffeine, and I got to get off of it because I would say a study has come out. A 19-year survey of over 450,000 individuals in Europe that definitely shows that not all soft drinks are bad, just straight up. Uh, normally, if it has sugar in it, we know why, because sugar is not that great for us in excess amounts. But even diet drinks um, do... Uh, I, there's a correlation that cannot be ignored for other health problems, that it seems that the diet drink itself is the culprit and not necessarily uh, other factors. Here's the threshold. More than two a day, not a good idea. (laughs) One a day, also not a great idea, but it's not going to necessarily lend itself to the other thing, which will, in theory, prep you or have you in a position where you are more likely to die of certain things. In this case, artificial sweeteners, sweetened drinks when you ingest more than two a day increase your odds of dying of some sort of cardiovascular problem by 50 percent not everyone i mean everyone's biology is technically i mean it's very similar but different people have different thresholds for this if it wasn't such a large study and from europe which i definitely trust the universities there and studies a little bit more than i do other places And the other sample size up to this point have been less than 100,000 that I've read. And I've been like, eh, I don't know. This is the only one I'm like, ugh. And again, but I, I mean, giant survey I, I, who I knows what but the again, other correlations from, are. I, I, I don't, I, I, there's a lot, I got a lot of questions about that. I'm in a nightmare, friend. I have questions, but I am, I have to awaken from the nightmare. But as an, I, but I, just, I just, everything I've ever read has always been that it's it was it's not that the it's not that it's the actual sodas or the sweeteners. It's just the fact that either uh, that leads people to to think that they are consuming less calories and therefore they eat more, or the fact that the sweeteners themselves, um, just the effect of them, uh, leads you to crave more salt or, or sugary things and you eat more other bad foods. But it wasn't the actual sweeteners themselves that was the problem. Well, a lot of people bring that up when it comes to, um, I would say, like maybe weight gain or something along the lines of artificial sweeteners actually happening, which, yes, that is true. People definitely don't, they don't feel like they're satiated from the sugar that they are tasting in your mind. Well, in some cases, maybe we should overeat, but this is not linked to overeating. The cardiovascular thing is just all things being equal. Like, it's not, oh, you've put on more weight and thus are more prone to cardiovascular illness. I think it is just, there is something in this. Now, whether it's the sugar or something else or a combination, and there's some speculation that it might be how it affects the microbes in your stomach. Um, there was something called, like, um, your intestines can leak in certain respects, and they think that there's a certain mix of certain something happening in diet drinks versus the other drinks that is causing something like that. I 
I don't want to go too much detail because I read it and I stopped that, and I turned it off I, and I screamed I th- and I ran. I think you need to definitely read more then because uh, just when you said the what was that leak, leaky um um what what did what did you just say Le- something about leaky well I I'm 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 paraphrasing because I don't have uh, it. Well, I just know that there is like a, a pseudoscience like a like diet diet thing that goes around that's something along those lines. So I'm just, I'm just like I'm already super cautious about that one. I I I've I forget what it's called. I mean I understand I've read that. I, I mean a lot of that stuff. I mean once you start getting into like toxins leaking, I mean I can see how it, there's all kinds of pseudoscience that can get into I, there for sure. I, I look I will read it. I will face my fears that are happening uh, in front of me because I'll be honest. I don't know how I can live without caffeine and coffee makes my head hurt if I drink too much of it. The other day. Vera will get dried coffee. There's some coffee that we bought Emily that she hates, so we don't use it. We just have it because um, Vera likes to play with the beans and pretend that she makes coffee for Emily. She's like, I'm going to make coffee for mom. So she puts the coffee beans directly into a coffee cup and stirs them up because she's a baby. She doesn't understand things. And just her having that around and like staring at me smelling those coffee beans like unfiltered give me a headache. Whoa. Like... I love caffeine and I need it, I think. And that could be the addiction talking. But it does, I, it helps me stay awake. But I, I like it in the smaller increments that a soda gives me. It's too concentrated in black coffee or even like um, a latte or something. Hmm. I, tea has a similar effect on me, even though tea has slightly less caffeine. I don't want it to be true, Brad. But it's getting to a point where there's so many studies, I'm like, uh, that are from people who aren't necessarily, no, you're right, the leaky uh, intestine thing. Yeah. I may be saying it incorrectly. I, I um, just, that just, that just sets off alarms for me. Cause. I mean, a, a lot of things should. Cause I know I've heard that largely, 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 largely connected to a lot of bullshit. Well, I mean, as far as leaky stomach, Perhaps. I don't know what in context it means. I don't think I'm using the actual phrase of what they think might... And again, this is speculation on their part. Who knows? Um, this one thing of what calls it. Because they don't know what's po- or causing these correlations outside of the soda stuff. Um, it's just it's been the largest sample size that they've done on one of these things. Well, and that's that's the other It'll thing. It'll be interesting. That's the other thing. It's like the, I, a correlation study on something like this. Because again... From every every study I've heard, other than other than this one, it's always the thing that people are eating more. And a lot a lot of times, people switch to diet sodas and think they've made a great health improvement, and then they eat like eat worse. Um, but this this would not. But it's a correlation study. This, you, I, but this has to do. So the illnesses that also come from this. Um, Parkinson's disease has a much higher case in people who drink diet soda in particular versus normal soda. Uh, that's not something that's through other dietary, and it's it's multiple countries, mm-hmm. multiple like cultures. As far as like, if you would even start getting down to the things of like, in America, we have a very strange diet, mm-hmm. and certain parts of Europe or even like Asia, different diets, kind of, like cultural regional diets, play in there. And the only link is, oh, I happen to drink. All, mostly diet drinks I tend to drink just normal soda drinks so as far as like the weight stuff as far as that goes and overeating that can obviously cause cardiovascular problems right but this is not like this takes that this, into account okay, and tries to okay. you're controlling for that so outside of that there are other things they had thought that there was a uh, there could have been a link because another study 
that again had a much smaller threshold, less than a hundred thousand, showed that there might be a link between specifically diet drinks um, and dementia. Which this says uh, we did not find that, but we did find it for Parkinson's disease. Uh, and a few other, like there was a few other things that are outside of the realm of like those normal. But again, they also found a whole bunch of them for normal soda drinks. Basically, the whole thing is for some reason, there's something that we're putting in soda, whether it's all the sugar, artificial sugar, and a combination of these things that are causing some adverse health effects, controlling for all the things that we know about. Hmm. All that being said, friend, you said leaky intestines, and that's enough for me to totally disregard because I don't want to give up Coke Zero. <laughs> I, I'm just saying I, I, I know, cannot I know a lot more about this. I need to know too, and you know what? I'm, we're going to do our due diligence on Ramjack. I'm going to do my homework. This nightmare could turn into a dream, like just a normal lucid dream. Suddenly, texture shapes are falling from the sky in Brad's mind. Suddenly, I'm doing whatever I want because I can control my dreams. Sometimes, we will see if we can turn this nightmare around. But all I'm saying is, friend, in this unknown moment, I am living a nightmare. Hmm. To answer the question posed by the book. All right. In a segment I like to call Getting to Know You. All right, all right. The question, the other question, though, you asked, I did not, the firefighter one, yes, I I, I don't think I could have what it takes. No. Couldn't be a firefighter. Here's a question for you, friend. Okay. Do you think you could, do you think you could, let me give you some jobs and you tell me whether you think you might be able to do it. All right. Do you think you could be a dentist? No. I don't like to touch people's hands. I sure as hell don't want to touch their mouths. I, I got my teeth cleaned the other day, and I remembered back to when I was a child and thought, you know what, would it be pretty I think I want to be a dentist. I love art. I love science. But there's something about dentistry that gets me. I don't know if it's like the cleaning something that's... And I quickly moved on from that because I was a, t- a child. I was basically like... This was, yeah, this was before middle school. Like, I was in elementary school thinking these things. But I was in the chair, and someone was cleaning my teeth, and I think... I don't know if I could do this. It's like, like I'd made the right call, but could I do this now? Like if I had to start over, would I, could I go to dentist school and follow up on that childhood dream? That isn't a dream, but I don't know if I could. A lot of schooling, but physically I think I could, I could stomach it, but I don't know if I would. Hmm. Are there any dreams that are, are like jobs that you thought you might want as a child that you don't think you could do now or would have the stomach for? Oh, definitely scientist. I... It would be hard. It's it's a lot of work, and it's largely boring. I mean, real science? Yeah, it would be incredibly hard. Yeah. Like, Michu Kaku, not a science. Oh, yeah, F- <laughs> fake science I could definitely do. Fake science might be fun. Yeah. Throw so fake science around all day. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I don't know if I could be an archaeologist. Something else I thought, again, as a super tiny child, I'm like, it would be fun to be an archaeologist. Too much travel. I mean, you're doing it for the love and passion of it, and I'm just digging up bones. Yeah, because I feel like uh, the only other thing is, as a child, um, that I that I, I, that I distinctly having a long term interest in were uh, writing and acting, and I'm like, done it, did it, done. Onto that banker life um, now. I mean, there's yeah. like life is a crazy roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, if. You know, in a situation where you can just like jump into a job and you don't have to go with all the financial woes of, I I think it would be oh, fun yeah. to uh, um, uh, run a bakery, be a baker. Oh yeah, I could enjoy that. I don't think you I, there. Are, you'd have to have someone else being like the, I would say like the, uh, like the social face. Oh yeah, somebody's. I'm not running cashier. I'm in the back. I'm, You're not running I'm cashier. Baking. You're in the back yeah. making the product. I'm baking. I'm a baker. I am not a a person at a registry <laughs> registered a bakery. 
Excuse me, sir. I'd just like to thank you for your awesome craftsmanship on this Get out. Good. Get out. What? Do not talk to him. Get out of here. I want to speak to the manager. I am the manager. <laughs> Get the Get fuck out. out. Don't come back. I think that could resonate in a lot of places. Uh, the Tough Baker. Uh, that could be the name of the place, The Tough Baker. Tough Baker. I like it. I like it. Why do you guys call him The Tough Baker? I don't think you want to know. Don't talk to the baker. He doesn't look that tough. You just like lay out some punk kid who like tries to like oh, stand yeah. up to you yeah. and they're like, holy shit, he is a tough baker. Mm, for real. You got any scones? I'd love to taste these tough scones. What's 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 a career you want to jump into, Alex? I know, I, I have no idea. I, I love my career now, so I'm fine. <laughs> I don't want to jump into anything else. If anything, it would be more of like a creative thing and it would just be having the luxury and time to make something um, with all the other skills I have. I of, of course, woodworking. Definitely woodworking. That is... Oh, dude, you'd be perfect at woodworking. That's what you I should totally That's do what that. I need to be doing. Also, okay, I will say this. Something else I would jump into would be something that would um, maybe help kids in a way. Like, I definitely feel I have the temperament and the ability to do something, whether that is teaching small kids or, like, helping... Maybe not in the setting of, I'm going to teach science to children. I think I could do that. It might be fun to jump into something like that. What if you went? Uh, teaching is not a beneficial career. What if you went back to I clowning? Could go back to, I don't want to do clowning, but I could do like stage things. Like I'd love to maybe like produce a play f- with children to do something like something creative with kids. Like that is something that uh, counting out the fact that that makes zero money and you can't really make a living. At, Lindsay does it. Lindsay does it successfully, but Lindsay is someone who who's at the I, I guess the top of that pyramid not no. to say that it's but you understand what i mean the ceo of a bank makes way more money than other people do oh, yeah. same thing i couldn't i don't know if i could be that top person I, I would love to be that top person it would take a while to earn to that top person but it would be something fun yeah how cynical are you <laughs> i don't know adequately adequately cynical adequately is the best answer yeah. for that i think it comes through in the show um Alex, what triggers your inner shopaholic? Novelty. Mmm. There we go. I've, I've cut back big time. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff popping off the shelves these days. And I'm thinking, yeah, I want to try uh, Peep cereal. I know that it's not like marshmallow Peeps, that it's some sort of like oat meal or cornmeal like turned to some sort of like shape of what a peep with no marshmallows maybe it has marshmallows and i don't but it's not peeps but i also love the fact that samuel peeps name was peeps so i could also pretend that it's like it was in some distant way associated with that and i would mm-hmm. get a kick out of it but i'm i'm gonna stay my hand wow. and not buy it wow that's that is personal discipline i can i don't have it with with coke zero may need uh, verdicts a lot whether that's needed <laughs> But if you give me that novelty, also I guess something that I guess I need, but I definitely want to shop for. For example, recently we bought a mattress, a new mattress. We uh, decided to buy a relatively, I would say, expensive mattress for the sake of there is a need for it. My wife's back is getting a lot better, um, but in the long run, she needs to be able to sleep slightly differently. Are, that would help her a lot to never have this problem again, um, according to doctors, real doctors. Um, so, 
so we went with an expensive mattress because of that reason. Yeah. All right. Um, we're also going to try to get the, a bed adjustment thing so you can do the zero G sh- sleep or like your feet up, back up. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. But that was a purchase that was not made lightly. It was like, all right, we have a reason. Let's do our research. But she actually ended up doing a lot of it. And I did a lot of the post stuff of like, all right, well, we want this. What do we do? What sh- what does your shopaholic thing? I mean, I, I, I want to say... Uh, um, um, uh, spite because now I'm very tempted to just go buy that peep cereal and just eat it right in front of oh, you. Oh, um, but see, I would love yeah. that because I would be like, Brad is experiencing it. Tell me what you experience, friend. Yeah, but I'm not. No, that's not. That's not accurate. Um, I, I've never done shopping out of spite. No, I, I don't. It sounds really fun though. Um, I don't know. Like, I shopping out of spite. I'm gonna go to an auction and make sure I win everyone, uh, or at least one that I know someone really wants. That sounds fun. I I I don't know. Well, because honestly, my uh, I am a person that needs to plan things. I the only way I've survived my life this far is just to be is trying to plan. It's it's the only thing that gets me by. Like in the worst case scenarios, if I can at least make plans, whether how realistic they are or not, if at least I can come up with a plan. And most of my shopping is planned. Like, I, I know I want something, and I'm like, all right, well, I've got X amount of money coming, you know, here. I, I have a... My, the spreadsheet that is my budget is an elaborate and archaic um, monstrosity <laughs> that goes out a shockingly far distance into the future. Um, so, like, the thing is, like, I just tend to... I tend to think... Find something that I want or discover something, and I just... it's I just sort of fixate upon it. And it's just in the... And, like... I, I don't really... I don't think I do a lot of impulse purchasing, um, but I do long-term planning of purchases. Like, I, ju- I just, like... And and when I'm doing that, I'll, I'll probably lump some things together for, like, an Amazon thing. Because I know I just bought some, like, stuff from Amazon that, like, I had been, like, planning on buying for a couple of months now, and it's just been a slow process to, to actually drop the trigger on that. Oh yeah. So that's I think that's kind of more my system is just long-term planning. Well, I would say that we are definitely not shopaholics. Yeah. As no. the traditional sense of the term. So, but maybe we're approaching this in the wrong way cuz now that I think about I, it, I I do have an answer for this though. Okay, go um, ahead. I because I I was thinking about this last week. The major thing that's changed because again, I've only had money for the first time in my life for about a year. Um and the one thing that has changed the most in my purchasing, um, besides actually being able to pay all my bills, um, is the purchasing of fruit. There you go. I, I, and, and I realized that the problem was when I was broke, uh, fruit just seemed like too much of a risky purchase because fruit can easily spoil. Fruit can go bad. You can just get a bad piece of fruit. Like... I like now I I mean I probably I spend I buy a, a lot of fruit like I think more than um one single person usually buys um definitely but I spend like I think max like thirteen dollars a week on fruit. Wow, well that's not no too it's much. nothing like compared to and as much because well for one man maybe but no it's is like sometimes but often I eat just a meal I just eat pineapple or I'll just eat some watermelon or berries oh yeah dude you're like, fine th- that's a meal for me like I'll just eat fruit as a meal yeah. um and so it's much cheaper than just bu- than buying actual food in any other like 
of any other, but like, I, I, I just, it was too stressful to buy when I was broke. So I buy a lot of fruit now. There is something to be said for, because recently I bought some organic bananas. I'm not into the old organic thing, um, but I just bought, they were yeah. the bananas that were ripe enough. And I was like, all right, I don't really, it's a couple of cents more, who cares? And they were bad. Like they looked normal, cut them open, not. There was some sort of disease and some, some sort of plague, a blight. And I thought, what the fuck? I just paid for all these. I got to go buy new bananas now. So I understand. Anytime you see something that uh, fruit can go one way or another. Raspberry, raspberries some last, vegetables are like Raspberries that. last two days tops. It's impossible to oh, use yeah. an entire container of raspberries. Yeah. It's hard to use like a whole thing of like grapes too. And grapes can last for a little while. I, I cannock out some grapes. Don't worry. We have grapes in our refrigerator right now. And I'm like, we're not going to be able to get through all of these. Like I love grapes and we're going to eat as much as we can. But we like variety. Um... That is interesting. I, now that I'm approaching this differently in my mind, I would say that the one thing that hauls me to impulse buy is shopping for my children. Because I will buy a book or something to spark their curiosity or imagination in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. There is very little other than... And I try not to do it because I don't want to spoil them. I, 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 there's a fine line to go there. I don't want them to expect, oh, when I go here, I'm going to get a get something. Sure. But if I'm out and I see a book and I'm like, oh, I know Vera Joey would love this. Nothing holds me back from getting it. I'm like, yep, I'll get it. But those are also, like I would say, smaller priced items. Yeah. Like I'm not going to spend over, I mean, at most, I think I've spent 20 something dollars on a hardcover book just randomly. Like, oh yeah, they need this. They would love this. I'll grab this. For them, I am willing at that point. I bought a small keyboard for Vera when we were, when she had her vacation. Well, when her, uh, Baby, uh, daycare provider went on vacation and I spent three days with her um, there was a cat keyboard at Target oh yeah you love keyboards you like music we don't have one of these you're too little to play my guitar <laughs> you should have a little keyboard yeah. we're gonna get this Joey loves it actually it, it, it's I mean it's it's a keyboard that can do cat sounds and like the keys you play like it's fine it's, it, it helps kids kind of I had a tiny keyboard I'm like of course yeah no hesitation. Yeah. Didn't even th- it was like of course. Yeah. I those are health, those are healthy keyboard. purchases definitely. I I feel yeah. I feel I feel there's no limit to the amount of books you can buy a kid. There's no way to spoil a kid with books. Impossible. Those are my that that's that's what shows a shopaholic in me. I like it. I like it. Good answers. <laughs> if you were given $1000 to spend on your closest friend what would you get oh. though? Mmm. A thousand bucks and I have to get them yes. something. Uh-huh. I mean, I think the cheating answer for me would be to say uh, books for the kids. But I'm gonna oh, get but yeah, I have to get it for you. Like... I have to get it for you, um, and not the kids, so I'm not gonna cheat. A thousand bucks does not go a long way. No, but it goes for it goes a ways, adult. but not far it does. enough. Hmm. Am I thinking one big item or like a munch a lot of them? Ooh, a thousand dollars. I mean, it's such a specific amount of money, too. Uh, well, first, obviously, um, uh, first, obviously, I think we would both buy each other copies of the board game Mysterium. Um, oh, well, obviously. So that's $37 down. Done. A thousand bucks is just a little too... Hmm. What else could I get you for a thousand dollars? It's tough. It's tough. You just bought your own, uh, uh, like a new TV. Yeah, yeah. 
or else I would max that thing out to the, I'd get you the biggest thing you could possibly get it. My television? <laughs> For a thousand bucks. I have a very Give him the nicest television I could get. I have a 55 inch television. That's perfectly, I don't need a bigger television. Oh, but a thousand dollars, friend. Even bigger. Ugh, where would it go? It's not room. It'd go on the wall. You'd have a wall of television. I just you would exist inside whatever you're watching. Take out the bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get you gotta get rid of that bookshelf. Ugh, I, I, I this is hard. I, a, this is way too it hard. It is hard. I wonder if there's a. I might try to get you a piece of furniture. I think you would enjoy. Ooh. So part of me wonders. Well, I just bought a purple mattress. And again, changed my life when I laid on mm-hmm. it. So part of me would be like, all right, maybe I could get Brad a purple mattress. Hey. Change his game up. I'll take that. Hey, friend, I will give you. And it, it's, purple doesn't sponsor the show, obviously mm-hmm. not, that we would love for them to. Because that would also bring the cost down. I could, my $1,000 could go further if I was going to get Brad that. But then there's other things, I'm sure, from a furniture standpoint, you could use. Maybe a, another chair that's like super cozy. Mm, I've, always, I've always wanted a, a nice uh, uh, chaise lounge. There you go. So, uh, knowing this now and saying furniture, I would do a little research, maybe hint a little bit, maybe bring it up in a question randomly in a book uh, that I secretly co-authored. Uh, <laughs> to bring it up, and then I would try. I got it. Yeah, I like that. Hoping one day one question would come up. Yeah, I, I would get you a piece of furniture because that's some people just cannot pull the trigger on a furniture, and I get it. And most people don't. Some people will not, and I, I, I'm not accusing you of this, friend. But some people have a hard time spending a lot of money on a single piece of furniture, and I get yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. Beds, you can spend oh, a lot of money, money on, on and it's okay. I mean... Because, I mean, you're in there all the time. Yeah, no, if you, if you give me that purple mattress, then I'll be able to take my mattress, and then I'll just uh, put it in the guest room, and uh, it'll be there, there for, uh, for when guests come over. Um, yeah, Peterson and the family show Absolutely, up. when Peterson like sneaks in, uh, <laughs> it'll be great. Our, uh, Claire's talking about coming to town, so... There you go. There we go. We're set. We're golden. Oh, I okay. Here's what I would do. Uh, I'd put that $1,000 towards a Disney vacation for the fam. Ooh! Hell yes. I mean, I don't, I, I'd have to work at the math. I don't know how far that's going. <laughs> but, I mean, if it's only a day or two, that's fine. We'll come over during, like, uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> the perfect window. Yeah. No, it would... I mean... Uh, like Vera gets in for free, so there's that. Um, yeah. So, uh, but uh, those Disney resorts, they can get pricey. Well, we'll figure it out. But uh, you know, we'll start there. We'll start there. Vera loves Disney things. Hey, get those kids down here, friend. Get those kids she, down here. She loves Mickey Mouse. She loves Minnie Mouse. <laughs> we watch Disney, the Disney Channel app, pretty much exclusively. We'll get them down there eventually. They'll love it. Take Joey to Universal to ride the, the Fast and Furious ride. <laughs> Maybe only what he cares about. All 43 seconds of it. <laughs> I don't know what else he would use at Universal. That would be thrilling. I really think Disney, I mean, Magic Kingdom is where they would go and absolutely yeah, fall in yeah, love. Yeah. They'd be like, holy shit, this is amazing. No, yeah, I, it's the one that he knows the most about. Yeah, Joey, no, Joey's too young for for Universal at this point. I, you, I feel Universal is like, where you... Where you I think it's aimed more like, I don't know, like, like preteen, I think is like the, is where it's aimed that makes at sense. teen, preteen. I think most amusement parks are probably aimed toward preteen, teen. Yeah. For the most part, I guess. I mean, Universal's a weird park. I don't know. Like, there's parts of it that I don't get. But... You got Harry Potter. Yeah, there's the Harry Potter you stuff. You got that train. You got that Transformers. 
All right. I, it's a it's a weird park. And then there's like the kids section that's so outdated and old that the rides are weird. Um, and then there's the Marvel stuff that's over there. That's I, it's a it's it, Universal mess. Universals are a real fucking mess. But they've announced that new park coming in a few years, so it may have a Star Trek land. Don't know. Oh shit, that'd be awesome. Those the rumors. Those are the rumors. Like Nintendo Land and Star Trek Land are going to be part of uh, Epic. So I've heard about the the Nintendo Land, and that will be amazing. Yeah. So I who knows who knows, but no. Uh, yeah, yeah. These kids need to come to Disney. Come on, get with it, friend. Get with it. A Nintendo like pseudo Donkey Kong, where someone is throwing foam or some sort of like barrels down. I mean, that would be dangerous, but I could see something like that being fun in the same vein of like, um, what was the Gladiator show in the eighties or nineties? Oh, American Gladiators. That that would be amazing. I yeah, that would be great. That'd be great. That would be great. All right, one last question. Let's see what we got here. This very special 911 <laughs> episode of Ramjack. Now, if you had two thousand dollars to spend <laughs> on an enemy, <laughs> what would you buy? <laughs> uh, what is something you hate but wished you loved? Oh. Hate, but wish I loved. Yeah, hate is the strong word. Yeah, that's the thing. Because I dislike a few things that would be convenient if I liked them. Do you hate, but wish you loved? Food standpoint, wish I loved watermelon. Not a fan. Yeah, because you would be. Because it's so upsetting that you have to be wrong all the time. Uh. That's the thing. Like it would be very convenient. I'd be like, oh, thank you. And again, like we've talked about it, I can find the best hollowest watermelons. Like I'm, uh. I have a gift. Um, and I just, it's I'm so sad. It's wasted on me. Sad. It's very sad. Um, hmm. I mean, I, 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 I this is less, this is just more of like a, a, a physical issue I deal with, but I, I wish I could watch oh. animation, um, without it. Oh, like, uh, I wish you could too. Distorting my brain. I mean, I can kind of, if it's on a TV or a smaller screen, it's just like large screen. Like if I, if it's like a movie theater or I think probably even on this this gigantic television, um, it's probably still a bit much for me. But it's never pleasant. I don't I don't know what it is. I wish I understood it, and I wish I knew what the deal was. I hate when people park on the street when they could easily park in their driveways. We've been over this, mm-hmm. and I know. But, you, but if I you could wish you loved it? turn that around, you just love it when they park on the streets. Hey, they need to park on the street. Who am I to look? Those people have this giant driveway. Maybe they're doing stuff in it. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, even saying that is starting to get me mad, and I don't want to get mad on the show. I'm just saying that if that it would it would de-stress my life if I could learn to embrace these people who obnoxiously, I'll say it, park on the street. Hmm. I was trying to think of like a food that I that I really hated that I wish I liked, but I'm like, I don't know. Nothing really jumps out to me that I particularly there hate. are certain t- i'm not a huge fan of a lot of i wouldn't say a lot of like american chinese food like at a chinese buffet oh, not a huge fan that's of great love it i have learned and have grown to like acquire a taste for it and i i've enjoyed it more and more as the years go by but there was a time where that would have been on me i was like i do not like going to a chinese restaurant i just don't it's not my thing I'm trying to think of something that's not food related. I'm and not uh, hmm, tough. I this is gonna. I don't hate this, but I don't necessarily 
like it that much. Yeah. I wish I, if I could like maybe stand up comedy better than I do. Hmm. I, I don't think you want that. I know that's a slippery slope because a lot of it's not Most good. Most of it's not good. I don't even like the... I don't like going to a place and like... I don't like the physical... Like, uh, let's go to comedy Oh, clubs. no, no, no. Go comedy comedians. clubs are goddamn nightmare holes. That's the thing. Oh, like, fuck that. Some people really like it. I'm like, I, I, I can't. I don't like this at all. I wish I, I wish I could give a fuck about musicals currently. Mm. Can't. That's a better one. Can't. I don't know where the cutoff is, but there's certainly a time. I, I think it's all just the economics of it all. Like I, I much like films. It's in, so we were thinking about going to see um, Mean Girls, the musical in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I'm intrigued because there was someone on stage who once said that Mean Girls was a classic film. Whoa! And that it, sh- seeing it adapted for stage, may be the best in their opinion version of it so i kind of want to see if that's right or wrong i'm assuming it's wrong um it seems absolutely ridiculous and silly how is this possible why is this a musical okay front like okay seats for that are going for like 500 dollars a piece right now and i'm like what <laughs> that is insane <laughs> no Nope, 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 nope. Oh, barely, de- barely decent seats. I, I'm 250. What are you talking about? Yikes! I'm gonna. S- Book of Mormon wasn't this expensive. I'm gonna say also music in general. That's something I hate that I, I wish I enjoyed because I don't get it. Don't get it. See, there's some things that I dislike that I'm like, I'm okay with hating this. Yeah. Sports. Nope. I could give. Don't want. Yeah, I don't want to like sports. I'm. I'm proud to not like sports. Yeah, it's just like, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm very comfortable in my identity as a sports-hating person. Perfectly happy with that. Um, yeah. Food is the thing that is purely based, not necessarily on reason, but on, like, a personal taste. That it's like, God, I kind of wish I could stomach this, but I can't. Yeah. Everything else, I have reasons why. There are reasons why I like it or don't like it. Mm Mm-hmm. You wouldn't, you wouldn't wish to uh, support the troops, right, Brad? No, never. Gross. I wish I just liked murderers more. No. <laughs> no. I wish I could just stomach them, you know? I wish I could stomach people time. that uh, give up their individually, individuality uh, to become murderers for the state and become part of the largest, most powerful terrorist organization in the world. wish I just liked those more. No, thanks. Guns. <laughs> I wish I could just get over this like hatred uh, I have of them. I just, just like become a real aficionado. I really no? just I, I wish that I didn't hate these machines that are made to kill so much. It's just so uh, we can be friends. I mean, I I listened to an interview with um people from the Soviet um you know the Soviet the uh, um socialist uh, rifle association like like there's an actual there, there's like a straight up um you know opposition to the NRA. There's a socialist version of that. And they were they were huh. giving they were giving more reason the uh, better reasoned arguments for the Second Amendment and having guns, and I definitely agreed with them. I agreed with them on most things except guns, <laughs> um, and their gun arguments actually made more sense than almost anything I've ever heard about gun arguments. But I'm still like, no, fuck that shit, <laughs> guns, still murder weapons, yeah, still unnecessary, like. I, yeah, I get it, but like, yeah, no, don't, no, 
If a pack of wild boars goes onto my large farm property and I need to kill them for some strange reason with a semi-automatic weapon, do I? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you really need to do that? Yeah. Why are you in the forest where the grizzly bears will come at you and you need something that can penetrate their skulls with like a high caliber bullet? <sighs> I, I mean, do we need that? Don't. don't. <laughs> Why the fuck do you need a bump star? What are you killing? Yeah. What do you want to kill? Yeah. Oh, you worried about the government taking over and you need to you're like, never going to have opposition? You're never going to be able to defend yourselves against the government. They will always have better weapons. They've got nukes. You will never have nukes. <laughs> it's not your God-given right or constitutional right because guns yeah. aren't real. Like they will all like no matter how many of you fucks there are with guns, they will always have like fucking chemical weapons. They'll have a better weapon. Like your yeah, your AR whatever. They have drones with fucking mustard yes. gas. Like <laughs> shoot I, your machine gun at a drone and see what yeah, fucking a drone will spray nothing. acid in your face. Like they will they will design a drone to just spray acid into your eyeballs. Like just to fuck with you before like you can have all the fucking guns you want and they'll always beat you. So that's not a fucking thing. If by guns you mean a super dangerous security blanket. I mean, that's what it is. I, and I don't wish I liked that. I can't. I mean, I... Don't want to like it. Don't want to like it. Don't want to like no. it. I wish I liked the idea of going to a gym. And that didn't make me want to throw up immediately. Because there's, there's people See, that are, like, super into working out. And they just work out all the time. And they love it. And, uh... uh gross. I mean, there was a long time. Easily for, like, a year and a half, I think. That I went to the gym two or three times a week. But I was younger. And I had a friend that went and was like, all right, well, let's just go work out. Why not? Then I had like my uh, pericarditis thing where the, my heart, um, the, the muscle around it got inflamed. And I was like, I literally can't do this right now for the foreseeable future. Doesn't make sense for me to pay for a gym membership. Yeah. But the gym is a weird place. Ugh. Like I was there like, and I'm just going to go here and get exercise because I want to do that. And I live in the city. So I can't necessarily get that from anywhere else to this level because I don't own the equipment. But going back, I'm like, as like now, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I could do that. Don't know if I'd want to, given uh, uh. the stuff. Like, I, I feel it, friend. Gross. Gross, gross, gross. All right. Well, that, wow, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. We've learned a, this 9-11 episode. On this, this cloaked out. This, I'm going to sneak up on Alex and reveal uh, the truth. Nothing was cloaked episode. out. I feel like uh, one of us remembered 9-11 and one of us forgot about 9-11. So. I can say definitively, and I, granted this is September 3rd and it's not that close to 9-11, I, but I have forgot about it completely. I mean, like I had no last idea what you were going to- uh, we had to record the 9-11 episode. No. I know. And it left me just like that. We've talked about how sometimes we'll talk about, oh, fuck, like Easter is happening. What's that about? Or like some random holiday. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot. So you're saying uh, 9-11 is no more important to you than Easter. That dumb, that dumb, that dumb Christian holiday about rabbits and eggs or whatever. That's, that's, uh, that's, 9-11 is no more important to you than that? Is that what you're well, saying? Well, the, the Christians would say it's about Jesus dying for some weird reason, yeah, Jesus, which Jesus may or may not be God. Real. He's not even a real thing. But rabbit, rabbits and eggs are, that is what it is about. It's about chocolate. It's about chocolate. It's about chocolate. It's about a large rabbit the size of a Skeksis or a human, like, you know, doing things. 
It's about fertility. Well, what's a 9-11 about, mean. Alex? What's 9-11 about? That's what we're talking about. That day that you forgot. What is 9-11 about? What does it mean to you? What's 9-11 to you? I, I don't know if it's the correlation of talking about guns and people wanting them to feel more secure about, like, something. But what did those people do on 9-11? <laughs> Nothing. Can't. Mm. No. I want revenge. What is that one God wants? Dumbasses. Like, fuck off. The more... And it might be because... Well, no. I, the more I hear people talk about thoughts and prayers, Ugh. the more that is becoming almost a trigger for me to get angry to the same degree of seeing those cars parked on the street. And I, it's the same thing. It's the defiance of... It's the it, it's it's like, I could do this, and I, I could... I, not to get back on the car. We all know why I dislike that. A little nonsensical, sure. But it's the principle <laughs> You're of, just as angry I, about people parking on the streets as people saying thoughts and prayers about mass shootings. <laughs> is that what we're thing. saying? Well, people say thoughts and prayers beyond mass shootings, okay, friend. All right, all like, right. this is an easy scapegoat for religious people to not do a fucking so thing. So you're as angry about cars on the streets as you are about a religion poisoning our world. Well, here's the okay. thing. I feel anger toward both. <laughs> is is anger something we quantify and I'm an anger level one or anger level five? Or is anger just an emotion that we feel and we don't necessarily quantify the strength of said anger? Because I'm coming at this that these things both make me angry now. And, and not you're able to quantify which one's more. I understand. Well, I mean, the question is from an emotion standpoint. I know <laughs> what you're saying and I get it. It makes me more mad that people park... No, I'm kidding. That people say thoughts and prayers because it, it yeah. it's gross. Mm -hmm. It's an affront to humanity. Yeah. But out of things that will trigger me to become angry immediately uh -huh. in my day-to-day -day life, I wish it wasn't cars parked on the side of the street. Amazing. <laughs> I wish it wasn't that. I mean, I see thoughts and prayers every fucking day in Twitter. Ugh. Or any social media thing. I, and a drop of hat, someone will say it for anything. Gross. Who are you I following? <laughs> well, no, I mean, the con the larger consciousness, because people immediately, when something tragic happens and someone says thoughts and prayers, everyone says, as they should, calling people out yeah, on their bullshit, yeah. hey, motherfuckers, this doesn't mean anything. Yeah. This is bullshit. So it's always in the popular conscious now, as it of should course, be, because we course. should call people out on that bullshit. Definitely. When we were young and in the South, and it was just an expected phrase of, all right, well, you are religious, and even though I disagree with that, I'm going to respect that. No, motherfuckers. I'm, we should call you out for not doing a fucking thing. Yeah, absolutely. Scale four, five is the max. One is cars on the side of the street. I mean, the question was, what does 9-11 mean to you, Alex? And I just, I, I'll, I know. I know. I know. I just dancing cars around on the streets it. and the thoughts and Pirouettes. prayers. So um, I guess we know. Guess we know. Not a lot is the answer. Not a lot. Now I'm gonna. I, I really want to see what news outlets do for 9/11 because I really feel as a public. I mean, we've forgotten about it as a society for the most part, right? Well, it's about time. I mean, and I'm like, I, yeah, obviously. Like, That's what the, we do Ramjack episodes on 9/11 about yeah. is to make fun of the concept yeah. that it was gonna be like immortalized. Yeah. I mean, like seriously, we if we like. Pearl Harbor was a horrific event. If we reacted to uh, Pearl Harbor, like, with the same, like, weird reverence we do specifically and only for 9-11 to this day, 
I mean, I, I, I don't know how the world would function. I mean, yeah. I mean, Pearl Harbor was distinctively different in the fact that it was a active, like, straight-up war yeah. from one country to another. So it was 9-11. Well, true. I mean, as much as we label it except, as terrorism. Except the, the difference is that, um, uh, you know, the Japanese uh, attacked America for our, you know, our indirect actions in helping support the war effort, whereas um, Al-Qaeda, uh, we created Al-Qaeda, and we brought this on ourselves, and 9-11 was our own fault. Um, so... See, see Rambo 3. <laughs> to, to the Alex, we're going to get kicked off Twitch now. Please, please, don't get us kicked off our Twitch channel. Oh, I'm sorry. We have to we have to talk shit about 9-11 and say it was our fault. And then also make fun of one-eyed Cyclops, uh, Dan Crenshaw, and how he's a fucking piece of shit and deserved to lose his other eye in the war. Um, so fuck Dan Crenshaw, and it's a good thing he lost his eye. Bring it on. Kick us off Twitch. We're not on Twitch. <laughs> I don't think we've ever been on Never, Twitch. Never on Twitch. They, 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 they brought Hassan back, though. They, they let him back on, so. Oh. Huh. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's been great. I love talking with Brad. I love doing this show for you. Mm-hmm. I love getting to know you. I love like bringing things up and just chatting about just them. Just Because that's what... Just, that's, that's the cool thing about these casual slash 9-11 episodes is that we just get together and get back to what's important in life. We ring in the holiday season that's, <laughs> the right way. Because that's random. I mean, also, it would be fun if, instead of a casual episode, we did a Mysterium episode if anyone wants to send us $37. So, anyone, well, anyone wants to send us some money so we can buy Mysterium and play Mysterium on the podcast, please just send us $37. If you send the 37 we will make it a priority as a podcast no. to secure the other 37 to get the other to get right. two of them. And just to be completely Meet us halfway. To completely be completely upfront, on Amazon it's currently $37.68. It's dropped 21 cents by the way. Um, but we're willing to, to take on that that 68 cents a piece to buy those copies of the game. So, I think you should send us $37, maybe times 2, maybe drop in that 68 cents times 2. That's on you. But if you want that Mysterium episode... I mean, yeah. We don't have a Patreon back wall. We're not hiding any content from you. If you... I, but you gotta pay to play. I don't, I don't know. Listen, I... Listen, listen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's... I we're, listen, that, uh, that special time of the year uh, where we gotta uh, pay the web hosting cost uh, is coming up in about two weeks... Just, I just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. But Mysterium takes priority, but correct? I, I mean, I, yeah, it definitely takes takes a high priority. But also, just I mean, keep in mind, you know, hosting fees are coming up pretty soon. So you know, just just saying, just saying. There's a there's a website site ramjackpodcast.com. There's links there to donate if you'd like to. Uh, there's also links to everything. Everything is there. Everything. There, there's a wiki. Mm-hmm. There is the Facebook group. Get at us. We're here. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And we'd like to thank you for listening to the Ramjack 9-11 Project. A cliche jingoistic scream from Planet Earth's greatest nation. Wrapped in fetishistic nationalism. As baby Jesus always intended Thank you, and good evening.
one time.